I hate, hate talking, especially on camera, like recorded whatsoever. Like anytime there's a camera on me, I, I freeze out. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm out here in Earl's world. <laughs> like you got me to do this. I was thinking on the drive over here, like next cult leader, Earl Money Hooks. You know, you know, this is a, is a weird, weird world. Introduction into Earl's world? No, man. Oh, no. a haiku? Yeah. What? What is a haiku? I was thinking. You know what's funny is I was thinking about this. This is so funny. I was thinking about this yesterday. Um, I because still just can't believe like we're already in it. Yeah, because I knew that you would know what it is. Yeah, five like, seven five. Okay, five seven five syllables. Okay, 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 okay. Got it. Yeah. What's in limerick? No, I don't fucking know. Okay. Do you know anything aside from a haiku as far as poetry goes? I mean, just like the basic shit they teach you. You know what I mean? Like, like rhyme schemes. Just rhyme schemes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What, so, all right. So, when you say I would like a haiku, why do you think that I would just like a haiku? Because you like wordplay and like sentence structure. So, I feel like it's like, how do you compact, what is that, 17 syllables into mm. like, you know, your creative vision? Mm. Like, how do I, how do I take 17 syllables and make like a, coherent thought mm, i've never thought about it like that see that's why see i needed more teachers like that yeah like to explain to me the like the appreciation factor behind it because i do believe in an economy of words like you're from what i've seen you kind of you are the the grilled cheese guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> Not in like, that, in that, I have always overspoken and overexplained things. You have a knack for just like boom, just just giving the listener exactly what they need. Very pithy is the word I believe it's called. I don't know what pithy means. I think pithy is just like very just concise, just very oh, small, yeah. very small packaged, but but you know, yeah, small effective. package. That's what they call me. <laughs> But effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure about effective, but yeah. They don't call you that? No. Uh, there's this, there's this, okay, there's a song. Yes, I know the song is Content Mark. Yeah, yeah. Um, for people that won't know, he makes fun of me often for my content cleanse. Um, okay, so for this, I, I don't know what this is, but I, you asked me, recently if i was listening to any music and mm. i said that the only thing that i'd gotten to was this alternative folk band that my friend daniel put me on to camp okay okay so no that was my friend Lindsay. Oh. great great band great songs i've i've talked about of love and life on here uh, of love and life is such a great song that's the name of it yes mm. All the songs and all the content that I had listened to in like the past before I stopped listening to it were all about like all gearing towards like this one feeling that I had been trying to get closer to, which was like groundedness. Just oh, like, I would love that. Just like homeliness, mm -hmm. like a nice fire burning. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And of Love and Life does that. There's this, but the band is called Red Clay Strays. No, nothing. Nothing. Um, but you also don't listen to 
folk. Not often at all. No, no, no. What are you listening to again? <laughs> Just like basic shit, you know, rock, rap, pop. But what in, because those are, you can't do that. Like, those are very large genres. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. so, like, I'm the you, broad strokes kind of guy, you know what I mean? So, what are you listening to? <laughs> broad strokes with a small package? <laughs> non effectively? Uh, hmm. Arctic Monkeys. I've heard of them. They have like a couple of big, like, radio hits. Okay. Uh, I mean, I talked about it yesterday. Baby Keem. Yes. Yes. I've heard of, yeah, I've heard a little bit of Baby Keem. I mean, I like, you know, mostly like, just on the last Kendrick album though. Yeah. I mean, you should give him a listen. He's good. Isn't that like his cousin or something? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like Kendrick too. J. Cole. Yeah. I mean, I grew up with them. Like, mm. I still remember when I was like 12, my mom was like judging me because she was like, what's this iTunes purchase for like 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Like, what is this? <laughs> Come on, man. That's a wholesome album. Yeah, it is. But like, I mean, but not from like to, a mom's yeah, perspective. Yeah, not from a mom's perspective. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. But it is. You got apparently on there. I was just listening on the drive over here. Love yours. Mm-hmm. Hello. I think he does great like interludes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the song Red Clay Straight. So, oh, okay, yeah. so this guy put me on to this, this band and I came back and told him about it. I was like, dude, thank you so much for putting me on to this band because they're amazing, one. And I was listening to this song called Killers. And I was, I was listening to it. And I had to go back because there was something about the way that he was singing the the lyrics that I was like, I feel like this is a deeper song than I'm giving it credit. I feel like I'm supposed to go read the lyrics. So then I read the lyrics as it was playing and it became something completely different. And then me, as I like listen to songs, like I like to think about them and break them down and shit like that. So this is kind of now on track with your whole haiku thing. Like how, how can you take this in this instance, a beautiful and as far as time goes, very long story, but then condense it into this itty bitty thing. And the, the fucking lyrics to this thing. Is, so let me let me let me tell you these and let me tell you why, why I enjoy this so much. So the very first thing is. I was born on I'm going to sing this. I was born on a sidewalk in a city. I don't know. First of all, great voice. Yeah, that's crazy. This person's already coming from not that great of a, of a place. I was born on a sidewalk in a city I don't know. It's the saddest way to start a song. Yeah, yeah. Okay. In 65, I took arms and got on a boat. So in 65, we don't know how old this, this person is, but we know that they went to war. They told me to shoot at wherever I saw smoke. I could not stop laughing. Lord, it seemed like a joke. Oh. Oh, and then just to know to put a oh, oh, at the end is kind of genius to me just because it sounds good. Oh, that's all. No, no big thoughts. Okay. Okay, So this person born on a sidewalk and said, they don't know, had a rough childhood, whatever. 65, got on a boat, went to war, told me to shoot at wherever I smoke. Once you get over there, just shoot, shoot at whatever on the other side. Right. He thought it was a joke. Ha ha. Whatever. I don't know. But a young person. Next stanza, because that's it for the first verse, if you want to even call it that. Next. In 75 at 25, I had me a son. So now you know, okay, he said 65 in the first one. 
Now he's saying in 75 at 25. So, okay. Oh, so he was 15 when he went off to war. Yeah. Okay. So now you learn in 75 at 25, I had me a son. And he died when he was young because of my gun. Left out in the open in a case I had to run. I could not believe it, neither did anyone. Oh, oh. So now he's 25. He has a son. His son kills himself because he left a gun out. And then he has to flee. Because no one's fucking believing that that's what happened for whatever reason. By the way, for the next one, context, Shreveport is a place in Louisiana. I had to oh, look this also up. Also, for context, I'm not laughing at you or, or the song. It's just, just the fact that you're singing at me and just making, like, intense eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just not sure how I'm supposed to, like, sit there and... It's like, you know, and just look at me singing yeah, to you? Yeah, just, just, like, cozy up, I guess. I'm just, I'm in. I'm buckled in. <laughs> Trust me. I'm aware of how weird this is. Yeah, it was just like a Red Robin, you know, when you just started, like, singing. It was Maroon 5. Yeah, but, like, imagine if you were the waiter there. <laughs> I would have just been, I might have chimed in. We may have been a duet at that point. Are you kidding me? Um, Okay, but Louisiana. Oh, yeah. They found me in Shreveport, just me and my knife. They cleaned off my blood and they sent me to life. For 30 years, I lay awake in the night. Thinking about the jungle and the blood and the fight, oh, the fight. So now they found him somewhere. He said, just him and his knife. They cleaned off his blood and sent him to life. So I'm assuming, what do you get from that? They found me, me and my knife cleaned off my blood and sent me to life. So what do do you? I'd assume they finally found, found him and sent him to jail. But what about this knife and blood? I mean, probably harming himself, I'd assume, right? Right, yeah, so that that's what I'm getting. Okay, so still, a very, very rough life. Yeah, it right? sounds fucked. Yeah. Okay, right, and then they said my life. For 30 years, I lay awake in the night, thinking about the jungle, the blood, and the fight, where he had been to go, yeah, you right. know, and then all, all this extra shit. This is like a true story, or? This is just a song. Yeah, oh, you know okay, I don't know if, like, the band was, like... Nah, I don't. I wouldn't even know. Okay. And in 2005, <laughs> I was let out on the street. A young 55, and now that's where I sleep. I do my best working with a cup and a sign. Asking for some peace, spare some change, or some time, or some time. So now it's 2005. Hmm. He's 55, but a young 55. He's gone through life very quickly. He's been in jail for 30 fucking years. Yeah. Think about the jungle, the blood and fight. And now he's out there doing his work with a cup and a sign. We know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And that's where he's sleeping at. You got a great memory, by the way. Yesterday, a young man came and stood at my feet. He asked me what I wanted. I said something to eat. He said, killers with guns, they belong on the street. I thought about that and I laughed till I cried. That's the best damn joke I've heard in a long time. Damn. A very long time. 
So you know they're like, oh. No, and then there's oh, a bunch of, you know, guitar playing and stuff like that. And that's the end of it. But it's like in in with just those small little stanzas, yeah. he condensed this whole man's life, this this wild fucking unfortunate life. And just showed you just like maybe the person that you see on the side of the road shaking a cup, you know, and like that's and you look at him and maybe you think. As some people do, hey, bum, get a fucking job. Fuck are you doing out here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Littering our streets with your filth, you know, and then you just but you get this this whole life of this man condensed in these all and you just like, damn, that's, that's some real shit right there, you know. So you like music, but not poetry. I I just I think maybe maybe I need to do more work. Maybe poetry takes a bit more work for me. Like maybe I would have to, you know, because some people like have those classes, right, where they yeah. try to parse bits of poetry apart and try to figure out things and interpret. I just feel like it's, it's like weird in school because there's like a correct. Like way you're supposed to interpret uh, it, you know what I mean? Was that the way it was? At least for me, I'm kind of yeah. starting to remember that. Like, I'm, oh, I'm older than you, so I got to think like a little I, bit. I I'm think. like pushing thirty, dude. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate that you say that. Is that just a running thing? So you just constantly tell people you're yeah, pushing yeah, thirty at yeah. age twenty two? Yeah, I got like the same four jokes. Um, that <laughs> you just repackage yeah, them. Most of them aren't even mine. I'm like a, oh, I'm yeah. like the male Amy Schumer. <laughs> Did she do? Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. She's been uh, accused of stealing. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I haven't even heard from her in a while, though. That's very true. Yeah, but I don't keep up with comedy like you do. You don't need to. She hit that big Netflix special. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't need. Yeah, I've never even been to a comedy show. You gotta go, man. The concert, either. You. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I want. I want to say this publicly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I've already said it to you. Yeah, and and, and the woman. And lady. the woman and Meesum and who else have I said it to? A lot of people. I mean, I, you're really hyping me up out here. Oh, I said Gianni came up to me yesterday. Mm, great moment. With his, with his hair. Great. And great he hair. was just like, <laughs> he was just like, honestly, serious question, Earl. Mm-hmm. Who's the funniest person in here? Mm-hmm. I'm like, Gianni. I mean, I think he's up there. He's up there for contention for sure. Well, yeah. Mm, you? You. No, stop it, stop it. You, 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 like, maybe it's my style of comedy. Or I don't mm. know what it is, but everyone thinks the same thing. So maybe it's not just my style of comedy, right? That's like wild. I think that if you were to, and here's what's interesting, is I don't even know if you even have to actually get over whatever level of social apprehension. I feel like that could help for sure. Maybe, but you ever, um, no, you don't. You have to watch like a Mark Norman. Um, Theo Vaughn actually is riddled with anxiety. Yeah. And sometimes there's something about that that comes out in the comedy, which is fucking hilarious, which I, I believe to be the same for you. That's like my whole life. Yeah. So maybe if you could just get on stage, I think that your presence, your stage presence would be like, I, I really feel like you have a gift. I really, really do. And... At some point, you got to cut the rest of this bullshit out <laughs> and you have to pursue this thing, dude. You have to. You just got to fucking try. Just what do you you want to sail on a boat, Mark? That's mm-hmm. what you want to do, mm-hmm. right? Go sail on a boat and be a fucking traveling, traveling comedian. comedian. <laughs> 
See, like when when you get compliments, like what are you supposed to do? Like I feel viscerally uncomfortable. Me, yeah, me too. Yeah, right. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So like you're you're telling me that, and I'm I'm just like, yeah. I mean, I feel it in my bones. Yeah. yeah. I want to jump out and leave. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you compliment a lot. Cause some well, yeah. Well, because I mean, it's good to hear. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't compliment for the sake of complimenting. I compliment because it's something that I see and I want to remark on, you mm-hmm. know, because maybe it's something remark. <laughs> maybe it's something that like you don't see or you don't hear enough of or definitely not, especially yeah. when it's like a gift someone has like a real gift. And you're like, I, I just want you to know this is real. Like Speaking of gifts, I was thinking about something that you got. You are like incredibly like enigmatic, right? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like you could very easily convince people to do shit. Like I hate talking. <laughs> I hate hate talking, especially on camera, like recorded whatsoever. Like anytime there's a camera on me, I I freeze up. You know what I mean? But I'm I'm out here in Earl's world. <laughs> <laughs> you are here. Like you got me to do this. So I was thinking on my drive over here, like next cult leader, <laughs> Earl Lonnie Hooks. <laughs> I would never want to be a leader. <laughs> That's the thing. I think you'd be good at it. Like I would sacrifice someone for you. <laughs> Firstborn child, it's he's out there. I would never want to be I would never want to lead other people, man. That's just a wild responsibility. I just think I think you'd be good at it though. You know what I mean? Like next yeah. Jonestown, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. That's a lot of that's a lot of good leaders. People mm-hmm. that like don't want to be leaders. Yeah, you know, anyone who looks for it definitely does not deserve just it. Just like let me lead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no. Oh no. No. Yeah. It's the HL energy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you'd be good at it. You'd be good at it. Yeah, no. I'm going to continue to turn down those offers. I'm pretty sure. Oh, you got them already? Damn. I've I've got management offers. Already? Jesus Christ. You've been there like a month. Twice. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, let's move on from that. Uh, You're going to make me out here feeling small. Small packaged. No, um, no, I, I get the compliments thing. I was asking my friend Mikey about it, like how he feels about about compliments, and you know, some they're like remarks from other people are interesting either way they go. Like whether it's like an insult or, or you know constructive criticism or criticism or compliment, because like you wanna you wanna like understand where the person's coming from and what it is they're talking about. But, like, you also don't want to just drink it down, right, as, like, that's a fact, what they said. Yeah. Uh, because sometimes people compliment you and they're wrong, you know, just like they give criticism and they could be wrong. Or maybe there's their bits, their shades of right in there. And, like, so it's yeah. up for you to kind of figure out, like, how much of it and you really want to take or whatever. Um. I feel like any compliment, though, I'm, I'm shutting down. I'm like, you're wrong. It's either you got an ulterior motive here. Like, for example, you saying the comedy, like, you want to see me up on stage and then just fucking start gagging because I'm That's so nervous. so funny. And be like, fuck you, Mark. That's so crazy. That's why or it's trust like a pet. issues. Or it's like, a, it's like a pet. You know what I mean? Mm. Like your dog, like, rolls over on his... Oh, I'm sorry. Like your dog rolls over on his back and you're like, oh, you're the cutest fucking thing. Mm. You know what I mean? That's so interesting. Like, I'm out here making, like, one joke, and you're like, dude, you're hilarious. Like, I find it, like, so hard to attribute, like, well, positive thoughts to the self. Well, oh, yeah, that's an issue. Yeah. 
yeah. more like conceptualizing the self. Like someone like you know like uh those like shitty icebreakers you have to do like in a lot of places. It's mm-hmm. like, oh like what's your name? Like tell me five things about yourself. Yeah. I'm I'm white, like Yeah, you're like <laughs> about myself, right? Yeah. yeah, I see what you mean. <clears throat> so you don't feel like you have characteristics that trend over time? Because I mean, one one I would mean, call that a, a personality or personality yeah, traits. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I I get that. Um, no, I I understand that. I I usually talk about things in that uh, regard as like things that I try to practice, I suppose, as opposed to like things that I am. You know, as opposed to me being like, oh, I'm a grateful person, as opposed to I try to practice gratitude as often as I can be aware of doing such. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you were asking me about me complaining and you're just like, why don't you complain? Which, by the way, I've complained before. I just I've never heard it. Try my best. Actually, today was the first day. I just try my best to not. Oh, about her. Yeah. (laughs) I just try my best to not. Um, Because. Like everything else we were talking about before we started this recording, it's about perspective. Mm -hmm. And I just, I feel like you ever see any reality TV, like any sort of keeping up with the Kardashians type Mm -hmm. of thing. And you see people like the, the doom, doom, doom part comes when they're like, we had to cancel this venue for the birthday. So now we have to do it at the gala. And, you, you know, like, I feel like when I can get close to complaining, it's that moment because it, it'll be like, dum, dum, dum. the line of Starbucks is so long. I'm going to be five minutes late to work. And like, like those be the complaints And I just happen to have a perspective in knowing that there are people in the Congo mining, you know, cobalt for like our phones and just people at war constantly dying, innocent people, not even like soldiers. And that there's just like there's. There's just a lot going on, and it doesn't mean that. I was say I hate that argument. It's like when your like your parents tell you like you got to eat this broccoli because there's kids starving. No, no, no. I'm I'm not saying that it doesn't mean that your problems aren't your problems, right? I just know that like if you were to go somewhere and you were to experience these things, you would come back with a different perspective. Yeah, or, so it's just ever pondering at the variability of life and just how shifty it can be uh because that's what taking things for granted are like you just assume that your life ought to be awesome like every day they're like no my car my my car should start like things should work out but like that's that's not really life though like life Mm is hard like life be really bad for a lot of people and have been for many many years this is the most comfortable state humans have ever been in ever and we're just happen to be alive to experience it you think there was a more comfortable more convenient time well like okay yeah being like a peasant in like the you know 15 1400s probably sucked to live to age 30 yeah but you didn't have taxes and microplastics No, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't have like social constructs like as like severe as they are today. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you could be a peasant. You got a lord, but that's kind of all you got to worry about. 
you don't have this boss, this you gotta, person. You gotta, like, you gotta worry about sickness. You have to yeah. worry about bringing a child in to mm-hmm. the on, onto the earth because you're probably gonna die or they're gonna die. I mean, a, you got like four worries there. <laughs> Am I gonna eat tonight? Are my kids gonna live? Yo, you're you're fool. Exactly. So you get my point. These are very dire, dire but worries. Simpler though. But simpler. But simpler, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's why I would want to do the boat thing. Just sail off, right? Mm-hmm. Will I have money for food? And am I going to not get tipped over in a storm? <laughs> Pretty fucking dire, but it's like. So you feel, okay, so you feel like your your worries now are just too complex and too plentiful. Or like too, it's just like a bunch of plentiful. little shit. Yeah, that adds um, up. You know I mean? You'd much rather just like, okay, I just need to eat and mm-hmm. survive. Yeah. If I can do those things, the grilled cheese sandwich of life, I'm I'm fine. I just don't want to deal with all these itty bitty weird, like keep bumping in all these itty bitty issues. Yeah, there was like a time like during my undergraduate, like time at college where I was like, I just want to walk down to like my classroom, not have to say hi to anyone. Because it was like a really small ass campus. So like, like, you know, like you meet people like really easily in like in school. So I was like, I want to walk down. No eye contact. Like, I don't want to say hi. <laughs> like, let me go to class. Because I already know in class I'm just going to sit there and play Pokemon uh, on my laptop. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Let me let me try to figure this out. This, you not liking to speak. Mm-hmm. Might just be the autism. We, 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 talked, we talked about this in Red Robin yeah. a little bit. And maybe Misam and I just tried to throw our mm-hmm. understandings of that onto you. What do you think that is? Like, why do you think you do not like? Is it not like to speak? Is you, you don't like to listen? You don't like to converse? Oh, listen. You like to listen. Well, I mean, if it's interesting, you know what I mean? I'm not listening to the History Channel, but. Okay. Even though you do think history is interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's some cool shit, but. Um. Okay, but I just like what is it about the human interaction that is just god awful and painstaking for you? Not to be like a pity party, okay, but I just feel like I fundamentally have not much to offer to anyone else's life. So it's like, why would you want to hear me talk? Mm. And like, if I if I do got to talk to you, it's just like I don't want to fuck the social interaction up. Mm. <laughs> like I don't want to seem like a dunce out here. So it's whatever I can do to navigate, you know, a conversation. Yeah. To make it come out like I did okay. Like I got a six <laughs> out of ten on that. I did okay. <laughs> like, did I do good? You know what I mean? Man, yeah, that seems like so much pressure. That's what I mean. <laughs> like, did I do okay? <laughs> well, I like, you know, at the end of every day, like I decompress and I, I try to think, like, all right, like how did that go? How did that go? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm still haunted by like, you know, like certain guest interactions at the restaurant where it's like, I said some stupid shit. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh-huh. So that's, I mean, that's why I don't know how you just like go about no social inhibition. Just like, that's got to be awesome. <laughs> it's so free. Yeah. I just assume that like that's, uh, I just assume that we're all kind of stupid and that we yeah. all make a bunch of mistakes. I feel like it's supposed to be kind of clunky and weird and you're supposed to slip up and like that's kind of the funny and I like humans for that. Like I like all the fuck ups. I like the the weirdness and the trying to figure things out and the yeah, like I don't 
They should have, like, you think motherfuckers are just out here ice skating, just like, just figure skating through I can't, conversations? I can't skate, no. no. I, mean, I feel like I feel like you do. Like I feel like you got a song and dance. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, for you sure. Know, you got but, theatrics. But it's fun though. It's it's yeah. I don't. It's just that's just a lot of pressure. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a lot. Of I mean, I gotta say, like serving is definitely you know like helped to be like yeah. I'm just gonna talk to you and you're gonna suck it up. Here's the specials for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Hickory grilled. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Right. I, I used to be like way worse. Like first couple of years of college, definitely in high school, talked to like three people a day. And I was like, all right, you did a good job. You know what? Okay. So that friend Daniel that, uh, that put me on the red clay strays, he said something interesting to me too. He said that he, cause he does a lot of interesting shit. Like he beekeeps at his house. He does a lot of woodworking. He's be making fucking spoons and chairs and tables and, what else he forages? He made us some elderberry syrup. Mm. Like he just, he's a very interesting person. Um, and he felt like he got to become that person because he never wanted to kind of slip into the cracks and just be some lackluster fucking human, just meandering around, I suppose. And he felt like he wanted to know something about everything so that he never felt left out of conversation or didn't have something to contribute to conversation. Um, and I feel like when I hear that, I feel like that's a lot of fucking pressure. Yeah. Like, you, you know, know? I was saying like, you, you're never like in like a group of people talking and you're like, all right, when do I tag, tag me in, tag me. Yeah. In. You know I mean? Yeah. It's that dynamic. It's that's one why I do like one-on-ones because it's much easier for a lot of people conversation sometimes now there's there's variability to that because if you have others you can do the thing where you hide you can like mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. kind of chill a little bit more it's not so much just on you the whole time uh but often for a lot of people it is that and you don't know when to tag in you don't know if you're cutting someone off or if you're now selfishly overtaking the conversation with too many words and people trip out about that too so I just think social anxiety just kind of ripples through all, no matter what the fucking dynamic. It could be one person. It could be five people. I don't think it really matters. You're just going to be anxious. That's, what, that's why I love like large group settings because also I just get bored of talking real easy. Mm. Like I feel like I mean, you're not in the same generation as me, right? Like in terms of like age. I don't know how, they, how those yeah. go. I'd assume not, right? Probably not. I would say I feel like yours and definitely like the, the older ones, like they, they love talking. <laughs> y'all love to sit down and just talk that's funny because that's how and that's funny you say that because i don't feel that way about my generation but i feel that way about the generation before me you know and i, I think so on and so forth uh yeah millennials don't <laughs> so i feel like we got like a way shorter attention for sure yeah. That's a thousand percent. That's why I like parties because it's like I talk to someone in five minutes, uh, you know, you, you gave me your pitch. I'm yeah. bored of this conversation. You, I'm out. You squeeze that lemon mm-hmm. for all the juice it's going to give you and, yeah. and you're and you're going. Yeah. So when you say so back to that point of like something to contribute. Yeah. You do know that you're the only you that exists. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you're the only person that can express your point of view 
No one else can do that. Literally not one other human. Yeah, but like the value in that is, I mean, like you <laughs> could value, say technically. The value of that perspective versus the value of this other person's perspective. Yeah, like just saying something is singular doesn't make it, like, I mean, it doesn't make it priceless. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Um, like I could say I made the only fucking wooden spork in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely wooden sporks out there, but it's yes. like, how valuable is a wooden spork? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so now we're on to value. That's good. Uh, oh. Because that's why I like doing what it is I do. You're talking Here. about like the, on the podcast, like the different subtitles. So like this one's going to be value. Timestamp. Oh yeah. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Um, it's, it's like, uh, again, the, the appreciation of something. So me maybe not appreciating poetry all this time because I'm just not looking at poetry and deciphering the, the value out of it for me. But if I hear it with some instruments behind, like the fucking red clay string, 2005, I was let out on the street. Mm. That shit was such a great song. Mm. Um, then, then I see value in it all of a sudden for whatever reason. And maybe I just need to get back into poetry. I don't know. Um, I'm not shitting on poetry. Mm. Uh, but when... I, for the most part, if you talk to humans, they'll say that they don't like other humans and that they don't really find other humans that impressive or interesting, which is probably why they don't go out of their way to try to listen and learn from them and all that sort of shit, right? Like, if you don't think that there's gold in the ground under your feet, you're definitely not going to dig for it. Like, you, you just can walk over that shit and continue on with your yeah, fucking day. Great expression. Yeah. Right. But I, that's not how I see people. Uh, and I think that there is a complexity and a depth to people that is difficult to get out because people have anxiety, uh, are depressed and want to stay in the house all day long so you won't see them. Uh, you know, don't often can't express their perspective well. And then, therefore, if you can't express it well, then it doesn't really come off. So you, you hopefully you find some other sort of outlet to express it. So there are all these other reasons, but. If you happen to have a certain skill set in which you can get people to express themselves uh, and record it, <laughs> like in a podcast, then then you like you see people like you see people surface, and you're just like, oh shit, like there you are, and then that's fun yeah. for me. No, it's definitely it's. I think it's awesome seeing people like open up, especially like introverted people, but. Maybe that's also because I'm selfish. I'm like, yeah, I got you to talk. <laughs> but you you just can't find that in yourself. Like you can't turn the mirror and just see that you're no. a human like the rest of the humans that you are. No, no. I, honestly, I've been having like a really hard time like seeing myself. Like I don't even feel like I'm like instead of feeling like I am me, like I feel like I am a. I don't even know how to describe it. Like I am within my eyeballs. And this is not like I'm piloting this body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get that. Really? No, I understand that. Yeah. Um, I don't know the the older I get that there's like a huge. Um, the ego these days doesn't really seem wildly necessary in as many instances as it did in those simpler lives that you were talking about before. Right. Like we have self like ego is good for self-preservation. I get that. But when you're in that Starbucks line and somebody cuts you in line and then you're just like, hey, motherfucker, 
you know what I'm saying? While you're waiting on a, a slice of pumpkin bread and a latte, that that ego that drives you to do that is not preserving your life. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just not like that's just just in the way. And there are a bunch of moments just like that. So you're what you're essentially saying is that you feel like a uh, like a distance from the self, a distance from the ego, which I mean, that's probably not a terrible thing. Mm. Usually it allows you to see things in much more of a, like an objective way. Although you also have an issue with people telling you the the talents that this individual spirit has going on with it as well. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know. I feel like that's definitely just like lack of self-confidence. Like, I don't remember the last time I was ever like, yeah, yeah, I'm that guy. I got this. I got this. Yeah. I'm locked in. I, I can do this. Do you read a lot? Do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, a decent bit. Yeah, yeah. You sound like it. What do you read? What does that mean? I sound like it. I mean, <laughs> well, because you, you don't meditate. No, no, right? I can't do that. You don't like to spend a lot of time with your thoughts. No, I, escapism. I love it. Right. So, but you definitely have like a lot of perspectives and, you know, like ideas that you work with. So those came from somewhere. I was say, yeah, like video games, books, comic books, like movies, TV shows, anything I can do to like not think of <laughs> life. <laughs> That's what you're doing. That yeah, day. yeah. Yeah, any, anything. So when you're at the house and you have that that tub of peanut butter and what is it? Peanut butter and, <laughs> and almond milk. And almond milk. That's it. Yeah. Uh, the carton of almond milk and a tub of peanut butter. I'm yeah, going to town. That's fucking funny. That's so funny. Uh, what are you watching? Always sunny in Philadelphia. That's been I've binged like nine seasons in the past like three weeks. So that's been your recent escapism. Yeah, it's, been, it's just funny. Like it's just so wholesome. Every episode you got like thirty minutes of them fucking around, and then that's it. It closes off. Sometimes there's like reoccurring pro- like plot threads, but I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Man. That's interesting. Yeah. I guess I've used a lot of things that way as well. Yeah. We all did. All those things I was talking about. Heavy, heavy, heavy weed smoker uh, at a point. Um, what else did I use to like really escape? I was going to ask a question about you because I feel like you ask a lot of questions on Earl's World about the guests and we don't get a lot of Earl's lore. <laughs> Favorite childhood memory. But I feel like that, that's a different question for you because you, you seem to like, like life. Like yeah. I feel like most of us, we lament on like when we were eight and like we went to uh, Disney. No, yeah, no, I do like life. Um, so I was wondering, how do you feel about childhood? Like, I feel like you don't look at it the same way. Man, it was fucking great. Oh, so you still do. Okay. Yeah, it was fun. It was great. It was a great time. Um, you know, I've been getting more in touch with with the younger version of me because I look up to that kid uh, in oh, a, yeah, lot, in a sure. lot of ways. And you know, for some reason, like when we get to a certain age, we just sort of like cut off. Like, oh, I was once a kid, you know, and like that was that life. As if like you're not still that same person, like that same being, you know, that just kept living. You know, just evolving. I feel like I definitely like try to keep being like a child. Like, like I feel like way too many people like grow up and want to be like an adult and serious. It's like there's nothing really to be serious about. All right, Peter Pan. Yeah, dude. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just floating around Neverland. Yeah. On my boat. (laughs) Yeah. Just hanging out. Yeah. Favorite childhood experience. Hit me. Oh, man. My 
favorite childhood experience. Yeah. I don't know if early Eugene Hooks was involved or. That nigga was not involved <laughs> in this, in the answer. <laughs> I, I mean, whatever. What, oh, man. I, I don't think, I don't think he would have been. I used to, I used to be afraid when that nigga would come home. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, it, mm. yeah, he was just cantankerous. He was just working a lot, mm-hmm. you know? And so when them fucking keys would jingle and hit that lock, he'd be like, oh, shit. Stop like, fucking around. Yeah, it's not even like he was going to come in and just, in a drunken stupor and start beating the shit out of everyone. It wasn't that at all. It, it was just, he just had a certain angst, like an energy about him. Like he had been working and he don't want to deal with any bullshit that day. So I would just kind of be out of the way. So I don't think as a, as a kid it would... Um, Favorite child... Man, damn, that's really... Life, it was all so fun. All I did was run around and ride bikes and just, and, you know, ride on rope swings someone made out in the woods and, and scrape your fucking face and your knees up and, you know, play manhunt at night with your friends and play football and play basketball and just, just walk around the city and eat shitty food with your friends and, Spend the night over friends' houses and stay up late and watch movies and play video games. And it was just like life. It was just so much fun. Yes. Go to birthday parties. There were so many birthday parties. Yeah. I threw birthday parties. Those were fun. Running around trying to kiss girls before most little boys were trying to kiss girls. I was trying to kiss girls really young. It was like, like third grade, like oh, second shit. grade, third grade. Actually, from as long as I can remember. Womanizer. Yeah. I'm still scared to kiss girls. Yeah. For- yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, what was, your, what, was your, what was your last date like, man? Because I want to know, like, what, like, so you, hmm. what was your last date like? Uh, it was like a year ago. Okay. But that was like with a girlfriend. But I mean, I feel okay. like you, st- you, you still go on dates and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was actually, well, almost a year ago. She came over for New Year's. Oh, so what was it like when you met this person? Like when you started dating them? How'd you meet them? The last one? Yeah. Oh, dude, it was it was awesome. Okay. <laughs> Not actually, though. Oh. <laughs> I was in Vermont uh, spending the summer there um, living with my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not as in like... We weren't dating. Like you're just living there. Yeah. And one bedroom apartment. Cause when we signed up for it, we were together. How long did that continue after you broke up? How long were you in that one bedroom apartment? With so this? we both like our, um, like the college, cause I met her at, at school, the first one, my first girlfriend. And, um, they offered this program like, Hey, like over the summer, like we'll pay you. Uh, do like a research project, whatever you want. Just like go out there, explore. Like it's a pretty cool concept. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and most kids went international, but COVID hit for me. Mm. So they were like, all right, you can go, but it's got to be domestic. And then I was like, all right, I don't even want to have to like pay for a plane ticket. That's going to cost like half my budget. So I'm just going to go somewhere close to pick Vermont. Or, well, she did. I didn't make actually well, any Well, first decisions. of all, let me ask you, where'd you go to research? I just want to know this. Um... <laughs> I actually almost did zero research because when I came back, they were like, all right, send over, send over anything you did. And I, I had, a t- I had, I had like a, 
I had a sneaking suspicion that they weren't going to actually check. Oh, so I did nothing. I did nothing out there. Wow. I did a couple interviews. Uh, I you was, didn't think that they would, that you thought that they would give this free money, this free mm-hmm. opportunity in that. And they, and they do. In that they would not check at all. They checked my receipts that I used the money to like buy like groceries, rent. Wow. But in terms of like an actual research, I had to propose it. That was like, I'm going to research dairy farms in Vermont. And like how they're kind of on a downhill compared to like big, big corpo, you know, fucking, yeah. fucking dairy. Because Vermont's known for like small local dairy farms. Yeah. And I, I interviewed a couple, couple farmers out there just that like maybe I could have something to bullshit a paper. I did, I did literally like two or three. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you had to apply for that shit in like January or March or January, February, like around there for the summer, you know, so they could get your time to approve and get your, get your stipend. And, uh, after applying and before obviously the summer hit, like me and that first girlfriend broke up and, uh, but you know, already signed up for the Airbnb, already got my money. Like, I mean, we, it's a one bedroom apartment. Cause you know, that, that would have been a good deal if we were a couple. Um, so what month, so what month did you from like June? Uh, oh, uh oh uh like three weeks before we went out there before you went out yeah so it was like it was like in june and then at the end of june i was supposed to go to vermont and then i was supposed to be in vermont till like august (laughs) it was awesome it was awesome for sure good character growth i've got nothing but character growth i'm waiting for that character growth to like end you know what i mean not gonna happen no uh and I imagine it wasn't a good breakup. So it wasn't no, that, like, that part was it also terrible. It wasn't yeah. happy energy. No, no. We, we, we at first were like, yeah, we're going to be friends. Uh, mainly because out of like necessity, like how the fuck are we going to live together if we're not friends? Yeah. Um, and I was still kind of like, you know, in love because I wasn't, the, that was, the breakup was my decision. So I was like, oh yeah, yeah, we can be friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. yeah. Just don't leave. Just don't leave. <laughs> Totally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally friends. Yeah, and then that was yeah. So then we're we're living together, and then I was like, wait a second, like this is fucked up. <laughs> so I'm gonna do the smartest decision I obviously can after a breakup, and instead of processing my emotions, I'm gonna find someone new. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, as we do, as we do. So you know, went on Tinder, found a girl who lived there, and at first I didn't even say like, hey, like in August, like I'm out of here. Uh, you know, we went on a couple dates and then I was like, oh yeah, like, by the way, like, she was like, can I come over? And I was like, yeah, but like, uh, she was like, my roommate's there. I was like, my roommate's there. She was like, oh, like, is he cool? And I was like, yeah, she's all right. <laughs> she's like, oh, she? I was like, it's my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> so the fact that honestly, she didn't dip at that point, I should have known something was a muck. You know what I mean? Like, how can you hear that and be like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to see this guy. <laughs> I want to see more of him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely weird. It's out there. I mean, so you told her this, but you didn't tell her the, the intricacies of why, or did you go I, through I explained, all that? I explained. You, you explained I was like, this isn't, this isn't out of choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. But she still could have like pieced two and two together. Like this guy's been single for like a month. Yeah, yeah, like this is like yeah, like this is just a dicey situation. Like I don't yeah, really want to be a part yeah, of. But yeah. she was the definition of dicey. So yeah, she was so she it. was like, yeah. That's oh, fine. another great part of the story. They had the same first name. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. So that was an easy transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I could tell my parents like, oh yeah, she's coming over. I don't want to <laughs> say the name, but I'll be like, yeah. You know, Jane's coming over. Yeah. Not Jane, obviously. Y- yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then I, I met her out in Vermont, and then I was like, well, I live in Pennsylvania. I'm heading back. Like, we could do a long-distance thing after only knowing her for, like, a month, which was also yeah. very stupid. Not going to happen. No. Uh, we did make it for work. For the most part. Yeah, yeah. So then I went out to school by Pittsburgh. That's where I went for undergrad. And so there was, like, an 11-hour time difference. And uh, obviously I'm not, like, 100% in the head at this point in the time from all of, of that. So... I mean, not awful, but like, you know, still not in a good place. And she was definitely not good. Not, not one bit. Not like, no, no, no. So, yeah. And then we kept dating until like December, January of last year. And then, and then that's when all the, yeah, all the craziness hit. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the whole dating thing, I'm not really good at if you can't tell. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And but you but you very much still find women attractive and like when yeah. you like when you see them, you're like, man, it do you ever get the like, feeling like it would be nice to maybe I, I've court been... you. <laughs> <laughs> you're like the traveling bard I am. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. to court you. I like courtship. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy that the as you might be able to tell, just that whole Yeah. Thing. Womanizer. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I find them, like, physically attractive, but I'm definitely looking out more for now, like, what's going on up there. Yes. That part I neglected. So, one, I will say, uh, womanizing was a very huge part of my personality and my mm-hmm. whole shtick for a long time. So, I, I know that very well. So, even mm-hmm. as you make the jokes, it's like, oh, no, that was just mm-hmm. in case you don't know. I was an asshole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Long so, time. Yeah. Long time asshole. Oh, yeah, no, I definitely wasn't perfect either. Uh-huh. I mean, I think slightly morally on the right side compared to the the women, but um, that's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. yeah, I'm certain of it. So, okay. Okay. So, so but, you, you're, but you're, you're interested. Oh, no, I'm, I'm trying to sort out my stuff now. I'm yeah, a, but, but you're, but you... But you're thinking about where they are psychologically mm-hmm. as you are having conversations with them. And yeah. okay, and now you feel like you're in a better space to do that. Maybe. Like to kind of see what seems off. And yeah. You, you don't really trust that judgment yet. No. Okay. Nah. I think I'm leaning more towards emotionally unavailable at this point. Okay. More at this point in time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Cause I realize like a big part relationship. Let me meet them. Yeah, let me meet them. Oh, you want to scope? Yeah, my friend said that too. They like, definitely can't have the same first name. Uh, <laughs> they got to have like like you know big interview process for sure. I mean, if you want to sort them out, you got that. I just want to be. I just want to be. I just want to see. I care. Let, I care for you now. Now I care. I care for you now. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I would. I mean, yeah. just don't don't take them from me if that's what you. That would. I care for you now. <laughs> You know, I would yeah. love to see who who that is. That not so I can go in there and be like, no, Mark, or mm-hmm. yes, Mark. I just no, more, I need that sometimes. To like be honest, to see, I make dumb decisions. Yeah, I just like sure. to see what's going on. Yeah, I was definitely also a lot more desperate than I am now. That's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. 
What do you think you're looking? What would you think? Well, never mind, because you're not looking. You're just trying to sort your own stuff out. What does that even look like? Because you, you you just you're trying to escape from thoughts in life in yourself. So what is what is what, I mean, is, what I'd be looking for? Like in a well, no, you're talking about sorting things out for yourself. Yeah. But what does that look like when you try to spend every waking moment escaping from yourself? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I'm just like a walking paradox. You know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked about that at Red Robin. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Very uh, true. Dichotomous guy. Dichotomous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you being this, what you say is like a nervous wreck mixed with this person that is just so open and honest and hilarious. I got nothing it's just, to hide. It's just so funny. I got nothing to hide. It's just the funniest combination of human. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, like what I'm trying to sort out, that was your question? Well, not what are you, even though that would be nice to, to know as well. But I was just asking what it looks like. Like, how do you... Like someone from work told me yesterday that they're trying to work on their compassion. Mm-hmm. They're like, I just, they're like, I wish I knew how to. Like, I know that it's something I need to work on because I'm too hard on people. Like, I'm constantly be like, why the fuck did you make a mistake? Mm-hmm. When they're human and humans make mistakes. And I know I myself make mistakes, but like, I'm so hard on people for, for doing that. Like, I have to work on my compassion. I just don't know how to. And I'm like, well... It definitely starts with knowing that you're doing it. So that's a great place. <clears throat> but that's the question I'm asking is. If, if you're trying at every moment to escape your own thoughts and your own feelings, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. does work through your thoughts and feelings look like? Okay, if I'm being honest, I'm not really working. Then. Oh, that, okay, yeah. that's, the, that's what I'm, I'm kind of just thugging it out. Just thugging it out. Yeah, because okay. I feel like, you know, like. There's just a lot, like, I, I just moved here to Virginia in August, September. Oh, wow. You just got here. Yeah, like, this was my first semester, yeah. Oh, wow. That's what I mean. So, like, I just settled. Like, I got the job right away, obviously, because bills. Okay. Um, and then, like, I have, like, you know, school and work. Like, I work a decent amount of shifts and school school. So, um, yeah, you know, I, got, like, I feel like I got a decent amount on the plate. Mm. And I don't really have, like, that support system set up here, like, as I would, like, back home. Yeah. So, I mean, it definitely teaches me, like, independence. But in terms of like actually working on anything, no, nah, no. Nah. I used to be in therapy and stuff. Um, Gave that up. <laughs> yeah, well, also in college it was free. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. They just offered that to Yeah, so anyone? kids wouldn't kill themselves, you know what I mean? I guess so. I yeah. guess it is a volatile stage yeah. in life. Yeah, but now it's like, okay, I'd have to pay money. I'd have to fit that in the schedule. Mm. Like Before, like a therapist literally used to be in the bottom floor of my dorm building. So wow. I could just walk on over and be like, hey, what's up, bro? Damn. Yeah. Um, Did you go often? Yeah, like once a week. It was fun? Or I don't know, fun is the word. Yeah, I don't don't know. I just threw the word fun on there. Yeah, he was. You enjoyed going? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I always felt definitely like a sense of calm and peace Mm -hmm. after leaving. That Yeah, he was good. Mm -hmm. He was was great. Yeah. And so now you're here, you don't really. So you don't know anyone out here? No, no. This is like the first. This is like the second or third time I've been someone else's domicile for sure. Wow, domicile. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm You're lonely. legit with the peanut butter and almond milk. Like, yeah, like that's I'm not, a real. I'm not making this up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, we should hang out more. Oh, well, now that it sounds out of pity, you know what I mean? No, no, I just. I, now it's like, oh, you got no friends? Yeah, okay, I'll help this guy. You don't out. think, you don't think I got shit to do? No, I got, I like, I have things. You're foraging for sticks. Like, I mean, you're out I, there. That, <laughs> You got stuff on your plate. 
no, you have you no have. i just genuinely like you so i'd uh, like to, i'd like to hang out with you more mm-hmm. but uh yes but i do forage for sticks mm-hmm. uh you did catch me outside with a husky trash bag foraging for sticks. <laughs> That's yeah. the funniest shit I've seen. Just like, you just turning the corner around the house. And I was like, yeah, is this the right place? And you're like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like if man. you were my neighbor, I might have been worried. I get that. Mm-hmm. I've been out there. I, I didn't go out there completely confident with the axe the first time. I was like, okay, well, no, you go out there with an axe chopping wood. I was like, oh, okay, chopping firewood. But me just walking with a bag, like with sticks in it. Oh, a trash or, bag and an axe. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. it's just like because no, this is suburbia. Yeah, yeah. That's this isn't. From. This isn't like a huge plot of land, and you see someone over yonder chopping wood and gathering kindle for their fireplace. It's that's like true. Like we're in. These are condominiums, and there's just a guy outside splitting wood and hauling it back upstairs. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm definitely not here. Like, I got my roommate. You know what I mean? I've known him since I was like 12. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But see, we got alternating work schedules, though. Oh. So I almost never see him. And he goes to bed at like 9 because he goes up at like 5.30 for work. Oh, and then you're getting off late. I'm getting off. So I, we almost never see each Like, um, we kept talking since we moved here. Like, hey, let's go out to like D.C. for a day. Like, fuck around, you know, go to some museums or something. We still have yet to go. <laughs> we were supposed to go yesterday, but I had to pick up a shift. Oh, you ever, you've never been to D.C.? I have been because, you know, I'm from PA, so like I've, I've been a couple times. But since I moved here, no. You being from Pennsylvania does not mean that you've been to D.C., by the way. Like you being like, oh, you know, I'm from PA. Uh, that doesn't mean to me That's that fair. you've also been to D.C. They, I like cities, though. So, you know what I mean? I always ask my parents, like, hey, can we go to? Oh, okay. Yeah, I like big cities, yeah. People lump up DMV. And let me tell you something about D.C., Maryland, Virginia. If you talk to people from Virginia, they're always like, yeah, I've been to Maryland. I've been to D.C. You talk to people from D.C., Maryland. They're like, what the fuck would I go to Virginia for? They're like, what? Actually, they're like to go see grass and sticks. Like, that's how they view Virginia. Like, why? Like, everything that I would like is up. Like, y'all come up here. Yeah. For shit. Like, why would I go to Virginia? I don't, I don't want to go on a hike. So that and that's how they see Virginia. It's like I'm sure you guys got some nice trails out there. That's what Pennsylvania is like. Yeah, it's just hiking. Oh yeah, and then you got Pittsburgh and Philly, and then that's it. Oh, I need to get out there. Oh my god, you would love the middle part of like Pennsylvania. Mm. I think you would. You would like the Amish. Like I would love to see you interact with them. Mm. Yeah. Have you met the Amish? No. Oh, dude, it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. You had like I, so we're talking about like they're fucking I, extraterrestrials right now, but like, but it but is such a different walk on, of life. You've had full on conversations, uh, or? like in Lancaster, like in, in like a lot of them like run stores there. Mm. I mean, how much of it is like played up? I don't know. Sometimes I wondered if they're, if they're fake Amish, and that's how they get business. It's like, oh, it's the Amish. Like, let's go support. But wow. but like still, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a play. To yeah. to fake the Amish I, I don't lifestyle. think it is, but yeah. I think a lot of shit is kind of like, oh, what's what's the angle here? But man, yeah. someone that has been on recently said that they had a friend that they would like to come on that has been a part of some self sustaining communities, and I'd love to talk to them. I did speak to someone recently. That shit that, weirds me out. That <laughs> that was that that grew up under the denomination of Hinduism called Krishna consciousness, in which they were. 
uh, sort of empowered to learn how to live off the land and love the earth and try to get away from excess as much as possible and live a minimalistic life and all that sort of stuff. So I was asking her, you know, all sorts of, well, not all sorts of questions, but I definitely am interested in that lifestyle. There's something in me that is just very naturally minimalistic. Yeah. So I find it interesting when people just grow up living those lifestyles and, and how they feel versus people that have a lot of things and are constantly looking to purchase more things. And oh, I love knickknacks. Yeah. You like little, knickknacks. Little doohickeys, gadgets. You like I those mean, little, you like going to like little home good oh, types of places and just buying like yeah. little iron peacocks and yeah. just random I still have decor. like the, the first piece of like college decor, like room decor. Cause most college dorms look like shit. Mine definitely did too. It was just like a little, little ceramic van that had like a fake cactus in the back. Okay. Yeah, dude. Why? Why? What do you, what, what is it, it like about my first knickknacks? Knick it was my first knickknack. Okay. It's like a little thing you put on the shelf. I mean like you got, you know, your wall art and stuff. So. Okay. So difference between those two things is, uh, I guess it has meaning. Uh, I purchased none of these. Boom, 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 boom. Let me make sure. Purchased none of these. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one. Uh, and then, yeah, like people, people made them for me and they usually meant something to them or, or for me. Like they would have me in mind when they like this thing up here. I was pointing out to Von Marie before it says live what you love mm -hmm. that that could be like at an American Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> live, laugh, love, live what you love. It's getting close. But it was, but because it was made from my significantly younger sister. Okay, my bad, my bad. At a at a at a, <laughs> at a young age, looking oh, yeah. up at her at her much older brother. Oh, well, yeah. It made that for me. I thought, wow, how one, how very perceptive that that's how she views me. Yeah. And and decided to make this for me. Yeah. You know, just like living. Living what you love and not compromising that for whatever the fuck. You're seeing that from because she was young when she made that for me. So I was like, wow, that's really cool that you thought of me and then made that. And the fact that it's all sort of funky and whimsical, the way she put together all the patterns and the yeah, letters. Yeah. That's also very me. I'm whimsical, uh, too, for sure. You know, I'm I'm very the the style of now we're talking about decor because mm -hmm. I asked the, someone that, that studied this. The style of home that I would want if there were one that I, you know, like some dream home, I suppose, would probably be quite what they call whimsical, which is sort of Alice in Wonderlandish. Yeah. Where it would piss other people off. Like, why is this with this? Why is this color here with this? like this? Why do you have this random pattern over? Like, this doesn't make any sense. I would definitely just love like a, just like a log cabin, mm. just something cozy as fuck. Mm. Yeah. It's like a little escape, a getaway. So in my dream podcast studio, it's roughly like this, mm -hmm. but with a fireplace. You know, you can, you can buy ones. Oh my God. What are you about to say to me? Right. They cost like 200, 300 bucks. My friend just got one. Um, yeah, you, you can buy one and it doesn't have to be like hooked up. I'd have to double check with, with my friend. I'll get back to you on this. It costs like 200, 300 bucks. It just kind of mounts onto the wall 
And I don't think he had to run a gas line or anything to it's an electric one. It's an electric one. Oh, OK. I was about to say, like, where is the like, where is the ventilation? Yeah. OK. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's small. It's smaller. But I mean, you could you could, you could fit something there, man. Mm. I mean, it's, it, it's not going to look as nice as the one you got. And yeah, it doesn't give off any crackle or anything like that. It just. I mean, it's. Yeah, it was because it's, I don't think it's real wood. Yeah. It's just like a warm. And it's got a, it's got LED a screen. No, no, no. It's, it's a flame. You know what <laughs> okay, I mean? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's still a flame. Just not I might have wood. to look at that. Yeah. I might have to look at that. But then that way you don't worry about smoke. Put that over here in this corner. Mm hmm. Oh, it yeah. definitely would add ambiance. For sure. Yeah, we definitely don't want smoke in this room. No, no. we need anyone in here. No. Is that because you said there's almost no rules on the podcast? Would that be allowed? Smoke? Yeah, like smoking. Yeah, people. Sm I've smoked in here. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you just you know hit a fan, you know <laughs> turn the fan on. I've been like, it's not like I'm smoking a cigar, you know oh, what I mean, and blowing smoke in people's face. Like I've hit a vape on here before, like a little weed pen that I had, mm -hmm. and just you know blew that knot in the person's face. You know, you, you just kind of hit the the respectful blowout, the you know respectful exhale. Um, I've really tried to smoke so many times. I, I don't get it. Like, especially since my last name is so close to nicotine. Like, I feel like it'd be <laughs> nicotine. Yeah. Like, I feel like it'd be good, you know? Yeah. You, so you, character. Tr you tried to smoke. Well, you told me cigarettes, mm -hmm. like, cause you were just trying to be cool. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I almost never get the buzz that they always say mm -hmm. you're supposed to. I don't know if I'm not doing it right or the inhaling part. Yeah. I'm inhaling, you know, you definitely inhaling. I mean, I'm, I'm gulping that down. Okay. And the same thing with smoking marijuana. Oh, no, that works. That, that works that too works. well. That works. Too well. Good for you? Bad for you? Uh, at first it's good. And then, no, because I know a lot of people with anxiety, it either, like, I feel like it helps or makes it way worse. Mm. I also feel like, you know, the medicinal use these days for a lot of people, if you really go to a place and people know what they're talking about, yeah, they, they can yeah. kind of steer you and are like, well, you shouldn't be smoking that. Yeah. That's going to fuck you up. Yeah. You should smoke this instead. Versus from like so-and-so's bong. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 And then they keep Just leave it. the bong hits alone altogether. Especially when they're like, you got another one in you. Go for it. Yeah. So. No. no. I actually did have a really bad experience with an edible like back in May. And I feel like it shattered my view of reality ever since. Because <laughs> I had way too much. Because, you know, you get hungry, right? And it was a weed brownie. It was like this big fucking brick my friend bought. And he's this like, you is know like what? everyone's first experience with edibles. Is mm. it just like ate too much? But I've done them before. And I, they were like the little gummies. And I, that was awesome. We just watched Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm. Have a great night. You know, guys night. So we called it. Great series. Yeah. Well, up until like the fourth one or third. It got weird, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Because they recasted a lot of people. Like Orlando Bloom was out of there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so the hot guy was gone. Mm. <laughs> you mean Jack Sparrow? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but he looks a little dirtier. I don't know if that's what you steer towards. <laughs> but yeah, the edible. Uh, it was just like this big brownie, and at first, you know, I was just kind of munching. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm feeling it." And then I got hungry, and that's the only food there. <laughs> You're a fool. <laughs> You're an absolute fool. That's craziness. So I just kept munching, and they were like, "Dude, what are you doing?" And I was like, "I'm fine." Because I thought I knew what I was capable of. And then eventually I got like really hungry. And I was like, all right, someone's got to drive me to Taco Bell. To get a Baja Blast. <laughs> I'm really hungry. I need a Baja Blast. And a Crunchwrap Supreme. Okay. But at the time, all I wanted was a Baja Blast. And uh, my, my friend's driving me over. And all of a sudden I'm in the car and like time's just stuttering. 
and no one's talking because the other people in the back of the car, they're fucking high off their ass. They're just sitting in the car enjoying the ride. And my friend who's sober is driving and he's like, these fucking assholes. So he's not talking either. So the car is like pretty much silent. And I'm thinking at this point, I died. <laughs> I was like, the only logical thing left is I died. Everyone's quiet. My friend is the ferryman of the damned. The guy driving. Wow. We're all, I'm not even religious. I don't think there's an afterlife. I don't know how the fuck I came up with this. And I was like, we're all the souls getting transported. <laughs> and I guess the afterlife is Taco Bell. <laughs> Yo. Like at one point I was literally just like shaking him because like time just felt weird. And I was like, dude, are you there? And he was like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm trying to drive here. <laughs> oh, wow. I was begging him to like pull over. Oh. We finally got the Taco Bell. It was bad. It was bad. In in those, and especially that, probably lasted for a long time. I felt it for like like four days afterwards. Yeah, but then ever since then, like I don't know, I've been looking into it. There's like a couple studies done. It's not a big thing. It's like cannabis induced derealization. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. What, you were talking about it. Uh, so it's like literally feels like it's going to sound stupid, but like life isn't real. Okay. Like, okay. And that's also part of like the, I'm piloting my body. I'm not my body. Yes. Like I look at people sometimes, especially like when I'm stressed, they look like fucking aliens now. Mm. It's, it's weird. Mm. It's weird. It's like, uh, yeah. It's like looking at my, your whole life through a screen. Yeah, yeah. See, see what you mean. So yeah. people being aliens because it does. It seems like you're, like you're intaking that information for like the first time or something. Like you're seeing a human for the first time. Like yeah. you're like looking at them and observing them. Like oh shit, look at you. Like, <laughs> like you're like very deeply experiencing that yeah. human. Well, I'm not sure if it's like deeply experiencing. It's more of just like I'm like. Taking it back now. Uh, well, I'm sorry. That's oh, that's the way back. that you look at it. Is yeah. like you're moving. Not okay. Not like a step forward, a step back. Yeah, or a few steps back. Yeah. The best way I can describe it is like feeling the world with like gloves on. Mm. Like nothing. It's, it's like there. Like I know it's there. Yeah. Like I know technically I'm sitting in Earl's world right now with you. Yeah. With Earl Lonnie Hooks. But it doesn't. And that doesn't make it easier to get through. Like, that doesn't make it like. Sometimes it's nice. Like sometimes like I had like a presentation and I was like, yeah, apparently I'm in Arlington, Virginia in a classroom doing a presentation. Apparently that's what's fucking going on. And apparently I'm about to talk about psychedelics. Sure. So I go up there and I kind of just dis dissociated the whole time talking. And we finished. And then my group members text like, holy shit, Mark, you did so good. And I was like, oh. Okay. See, this is this is what I like. This is what I love. Yeah, you got me to open up. I'm, I'm okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So much more of you is making sense now. Mm -hmm. You, I gotta say, okay. the way I describe it, like I try to make fun of it, but it is genuinely terrifying. Yeah, it is genuinely awful. Yeah, it definitely happens most like when I'm stressed. I haven't told many people either. I'm not again. I'm not trying to do like a pity party thing. I'm yeah. Told you, buddy back home. I tried talking to my mom about it, and then she was like, I'm getting kind of worried. So I was like, I'm never saying that shit again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I was That's like, why you. it seems like so easy for you to say things. Yeah, and not, it didn't always used to be that way, but now it's like, I don't know. 
yeah. like the passage of time is messed up. Like everything's kind of weird now. <laughs> <laughs> like genuinely, like yeah, no. like I'm driving sometimes, and like the weird thing is like sometimes like, like right now, like things kind of feel like two dimensional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I've tried to do my research because you know I me, mean? like. I'm not like a psych expert, but like I, I have, I know a little bit more yeah, than your average Joe. Yeah. So like I've been trying to do research and stuff and you get far more interested in psych since that experience. Yeah. Cause now it's like, holy shit, I can, I got something I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's like cannabis induced, um, depersonalization. Wow. That's something that, that sometimes happens. Um, and it can last for like years afterwards. Like you could not touch cannabis since, and you could still be fucking with it. Or sometimes it just happens like as like a coping mechanism um, with anxiety. Yeah. Like your body's stressed out, so it just literally shuts down. To like, wow. that's probably why I rock with escapism. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's just very easy for you to kind of yeah. slip. That's what I think. That's where I think a lot of this this genius. Kind of com- that's why I feel like you could do the word com- genius and me in the same sentence. That's why I feel like you could do comedy mm-hmm. because I, just like see, see, and you act like you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like the, I don't know, I sometimes get, it, but I refuse to accept it. Yeah, yeah. So like you doing that speech is the same that that same mechanism that you use to do that is exactly why it is I think you could do stand up. Mm-hmm. I think that you could get up there and just like present to them just exhibit the weirdness that they're looking at and you just be able to see it's like yeah this shit is weird huh and just and fall into that yeah you know just lean into that so it's sort of like a listen i think for anything any of the people that we have loved in whatever domain of life you gotta take the um, quote unquote good with the bad like all the all the crazy people that have made changes in the world with their greatness and weird creative way of looking at shit i don't are we just sure that we would have gotten it if they weren't a little off you know what i mean like yeah, you got to yeah. take that cuz once you extract that thing it's like kanye the, without the crazy yeah. you know what i'm saying like mm. we don't we don't <laughs> We need him off if the he, If he's not as arrogant and yeah. just as narcissistic mm-hmm. and as boisterous and all this shit as he is, like, do we get Kanye? Like, yeah. I, I, you know what I mean? And maybe some people are just like, it's cool. We don't need him. <laughs> but, but a lot of people, he's clearly made a huge change in a lot of people's lives with his, you know, creative endeavors. So I don't think that we get that. People... Say that Michael Jordan's a fucking asshole. I don't know if we get that NBA player without whatever fuck is going on in his mind. You know what I mean? Steve Jobs was tripping out on acid. And I don't know if we get Apple without him sitting around with his friends in his garage doing acid and, you know, exploring his consciousness in that way and so on and so forth. So, yeah, man. Yeah, that's so, wow, okay, that makes so much more sense as to why you're, it seems like that for you. It seems like things are malleable. Because sometimes you'll be saying shit, I'm like, wow, you really just said that aloud. Like, oh, like it's like to, bad? It's just, it's sometimes it's just funny. It's like, because no one else would, like, when you said that someone was AI generated. 
That's craziness. Like it would, and it was so fast, and it was, it was just so true. It it was like it was such a, it was such an apt, like observation to make and to say, was just so funny because everyone that was looking at that person could understand why you would say that. Is it the nicest thing to say? No, but but we all understand. We but we all laugh, and sometimes that's comedy, right? Sometimes we laugh at someone like, oh, shit, like, should we be laughing? But we're laughing because it's fucking hilarious and we all get it. So for you to just kind of like slip in there, that's exactly what that what that does sound like. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. I mean, sometimes like like with that, it's it's nice when it's like, you know, feeling like I'm not even in this plane of existence anymore because it's like, oh, like, who cares? Yeah. Like you can just who cares? Do yeah. stuff. Which definitely helps with like being anxious because I'm just like, oh, wait, like we don't matter. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> that's what's hilarious about all the, the pressure that you feel. Yeah. That's what's also, I it's suppose, like dichotomous yeah. and, and paradoxical about it. It's like everything and nothing matters at the same at time. At the same exact time. Yeah. yeah. Have you watched Everything Everywhere all at once? Yeah. Dude, great fucking movie. I, I, remember just, that. I just thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Was that a Korean thing? No. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. That was like where they were jumping was, back in between yeah. time and all that. I mean, sort it of was stuff. like, uh, you know, the two Asian like lead actors. Yeah. And well, three. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, I don't you know if it was like all. It was A24. So I don't, I don't think that's, I think that's an American studio. Oh, oh I don't know. The production company. Okay. Yeah, you're deeper into that than I know. And, and I watched it that one time when it came out. So I, I also don't remember much about it either yeah. except for that there was time traveling yeah speaking of time travel right oh yeah speaking of time travel bathroom break oh one second and then we're gonna come back to okay to, all right speaking of time and we're back speaking yeah. of time travel yeah speaking of time travel my favorite thing to do is segues where it's just like speaking of and then i just this doesn't matter at all about time travel oh <laughs> so, so you, speaking of time travel earl Lonnie hooks like you know, little six-year-old guy running around. Dream job, what was it? Because it can't. I don't think he went up to Earl Eugene Hooks and been like, I'm going to be a server at Coastal Flats. No, I didn't say that. No. Um, and now that I explained the joke about the segue, I feel like it ruined Because I was really excited, and then you, you cut the bathroom break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to be like, hey, speaking of time travel, what's your dream job? That's hilarious. Uh, Not that much anymore, no. No, 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 no. I get it. I get it. The point being, um, that's actually really, really funny. You, you. You're, you're, you're really weird. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank is, you. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of time travel, what's your favorite? Uh, <laughs> you know, I read a, the John Lennon biography uh, when I was- Are in, you hitting me with a gourmet cheeseburger right now? or? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because I only ever heard this from from like this one other person. Okay, okay, I'm just making sure. Uh, and <laughs> and so yes, it is. It is not the grilled cheese, so to okay, speak. I'm but I'll make this. In. But I'll make this very no, no, quick. No, no, I'm gonna strap in. Uh, I, I was I was at Nova, and I read this John Lennon biography because I was listening to the Beatles heavy at that time. And uh, when he was asked what he wanted to be when he grew up at a young age, it struck a chord with me because I felt the same way. Which was just like okay, just just like peaceful. Like that's that, that's what I wanted. It, it took form in different ways. I wanted to be a ninja. 
at a point in time. I don't think that's peaceful. Um, no, no, not at all. Unless you're the best ninja, mm-hmm. then it's peaceful. I see the Naruto. You, if if you're the there. best ninja and no yeah. one can touch you and you're just out here, you know, just protecting the village. <laughs> yeah. Just in the night, just fucking, you know, zooming Real quick, around. Do you ever just like do sound effects on this? Because I feel like that'd be really fun. Uh, when I talk about stuff, yeah, but I, don't just, I don't just do them just to do them. Like, like you just don't make just, them, make, just and then just listen to them on there. You don't. I would definitely have like my own soundboard. If I oh no! But it's like my voice anyway. Oh, but, anyway. <laughs> but it's just made up of sounds you've made. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, continue, continue. That would be great. Yeah, that would be so funny. Oh my god! So I just think that could add to the weirdness of Earl's world. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I get that. Uh, I'm gonna probably not do that. Um. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, so that was it. Um, what else? I wanted to be a chef at a point in time. I could see that. Um, a comedian at a point in time. You still got to do that. You got time. Comedian, chef, ninja. The the perfect the perfect you know yeah. trilogy. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, oh, a motivational speaker came a little oh, bit later. Oh, I could on. see that too. You could add cult leader in the mix. Yeah. Right. See, that's where the cult leaders think because sometimes. Yeah, I feel like it takes a turn. It's real close. That's when it's like real close sometimes. That's when like Harvey Dent becomes Two Face. You know what I mean? I thought you don't fuck with comics. Yeah, but who didn't watch the Dark Knight series? Great. Like, yeah, it wasn't reading the comics. Okay. But yeah, that is, you know, you you either die here or live long enough to see yourself become the villain type yeah. of deal. There, where I think a lot of motivational speakers and probably like religious pundits and leaders they start to drink the juice you know what i mean like at first you're in it for the right reasons you want people to just obey these rules that make for a nice community and then at some point you start fucking other people's wives like at some point Mm -hmm. you just like i mean that's got to be a problem for you people start I mean, for you, that's like, oh, shit, I did it again. I did it again. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, man. Yikes. Wild times. I'm sorry. But no. Okay. Uh, I, I've so- talked about, listen, man, this is like episode 201. Oh, is it? Did I miss the 200 mark? Yes. God damn it. So did you do anything like, special for 200? Uh, I mean, I had to. I thought it was a special guy on. It was, it was just Fun. Listen, every one of these is sort of like Christmas again. Oh, it's like okay. episode 200 is, is cool, mm-hmm. but I, I like episode 199 and mm-hmm. 167. And I like, I just like doing this. So, okay. you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's fine. It's not like, oh, 200, zero, zero, oh, 201. Oh, I guess I'll fucking talk to Mark. I mean, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I just uh, thought you needed a guest for the week and you were like, yeah, you know, Mark. No, man. <laughs> Uh, I'm not explaining this. Yeah, no, no, but uh, no. what the fuck was I talking about? Um, Religion. Oh yeah, just drinking the juice. It just be, <laughs> I feel like it can be very, very tough for people that are put in those positions because people, all the constant adulation and people just looking at you for answers, and now you feel like you have the answers, or you're at least supposed to have the answers, and you start to dr- fucking drink the juice. And at some point in time, you you start believing you're prophetic and all this extra shit. It gets to you. And, uh, yeah. No. I mean, you did say you were a god, though. 
I did not say I was a god. I, what I said was that we can conceptualize of maybe, you know, the, the perspective of a god being omniscient and, you know, un, and omnipresent and yeah, understanding that uh, the little narratives that we tell ourselves are not actual life. Do you believe in the big guy upstairs? Uh, not put that way, the big guy upstairs, oh, okay. the guy. Like, you, there's, you think there's yeah, a guy sorry, with sorry. a big swinging dick up there? Like, a, like It's a, probably packing. Like a guy? Like, <laughs> like a guy up if there? If it's a guy, it's probably big. No, I think yeah. people talk about God, and I think a lot of the times they're roughly speaking about the same thing, and they're all trying to put their finger on this thing that they feel and, like, want to strive for and then it you know has come up in different sacred texts throughout time oh so you're not like an atheist you're like a what's the term agnostic yeah yeah word yeah i can't tell people that god isn't real like that feels arrogant of me as well to be like nah ain't nothing out there like how how the fuck do i know oh that's like the one thing i'm passionate about that you know that's like the one thing that's definitely like my biggest my biggest flaw is someone tells me they're religious and I'm like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck are you doing? Come on, man. Yeah. That's like, I don't know. Like imagine all the time people spend believing and praying mm-hmm. and they applied that to like themselves or to others, like real people. So, but sometimes that is like the practice. That's true, like, I guess. That's yeah. True. Like a lot of times like that is some of the nicest people and most productive and generous people I've met are religious people. You know, I'm not saying that people that are There's secular are ones. not. There's a lot of weird there are a lot of weird ones. There are a lot of weird secular people are just weird. That's true. I mean, I'm saying, you know what I'm, I'm saying? saying here in Earl's world. Yeah. Right? People are just fucking weird all across the board. For sure. Um, yeah, that's just a fact. Um, yeah, no, that's 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 the one thing right. I'll, I'll be arrogant about, and I've tried to change, and I've tried to I've tried to get it, and I'm just like, it's not real, man. I can't, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> it's not real, man. I, I, can't. I, I, I just can't. I fundamentally uh, can't get it. Uh, I just, uh, I just like hearing people talk about, like, like, you know, either why they believe or what they get from it, you know. I just growing up, like, I feel like I knew, like, a lot of kids who were, like, they felt, like, a lot of pressure from that. And I'm, like... Oh, for sure. Yeah, and it's, like, for me, it's, like, I hate pressure. Like, that's why I, the boat thing, like, I just want to be free. Mm. So, like, I don't know why you would put that on yourself. It seems like there's not much benefit. Uh, I mean, I know some of it is good. Like, definitely, like, the, the community part of it. But then that also can be bad because mm-hmm. it's, like, all right, well, kid, don't fuck up because, you know... I think you just have to pick and choose because, like, you, you're just... If you're just completely free, like you could just be free in the middle of the ocean. I would love that. And, and some people see that as absolutely terrifying. Like you just have free. There's no, for some people, like they, you need some constraints. Like I need some guidelines. Some, some people work very well with a blank canvas. That's why I like poetry. Like sometimes haikus, you got structure, but other times like, oh, go out there and do what you want, man. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people need that. They need that structure. Like they need those guidelines. They need they need to know where the bumpers are, so they can be like, okay, I need to stay within these lines. I can color within these lines. Nothing else. Like, all right, cool. That's what that's what makes sense for me. A lot of people are very organized in that way. I'm not a very organized person in that sense, which is why my house would look like fucking Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. You know, 
That's why I love the media that like fucks with like the structure of media. You know what I mean? Like what? Like there's a new video game that just came out. Um, and it has like live action like bits in it. Like that's sick to me. Oh, you know what I mean? Cool. They're just like anything like that. Yeah, things that fuck with the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, <laughs> yeah, because you're trying to, <laughs> you want to see life glitch up. Like yeah, you, <laughs> or even like, and it's always sunny. There's like, just as like, um, they always do like the title, like the title card, and then they play like the theme song, and then the episode like actually starts. So if like that cold open, they're like, yeah, like let's go do this thing. What could possibly go wrong? And then it cuts to the title card being blank character gets set on fire. <laughs> got you. Got you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just like things to be a little funky. Yeah. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. <clears throat> I mean, you, you probably just, you, you're tired of the, the conventional. I mean, I like for things to be shaken up. I like weird things. Yeah. You're creative is what it sounds like. No. It sounds like it. Mm-mm. It sounds can, like I it. I can appreciate it. I can appreciate it. I'm not creating anything, though. Mm. I appreciate appreciation. That's like one of my... I appreciate you. I, <laughs> this is getting gay. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I really appreciate uh, appreciation. Like, I love seeing other people nerd out yeah. about something. What do you nerd out about? I nerd out about nerding out. Oh, Okay. The backwards. That's why. That's why I like talk to people and just like mm-hmm. listen to them talk about how they want to see some weird glitch in the matrix. Mm-hmm. Um, but do do you so do you or do you not find yourself with like religious friends? Like, yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, and I got I got to hold my tongue because so much of me just wants to like blurt shit out, and I. Hmm. And it's mostly just about the the validity of there being. A, yeah. a higher power working it's not what it brings to their life or well that's like, the thing i can't wrap like because you know me i'm the grilled cheese sandwich i'm gonna take the the easiest approach to everything i could possibly do so whatever i don't need in life i'm, I'm cutting out mm-hmm. you know what i mean i talk to like two people a day <laughs> like yeah I, I go to work i come back and i'm doing nothing pretty much mm-hmm. so it's like I, I don't get why you would have that like part of you that's just like why is it there Get that shit out of here, bro. Mm. I, I don't know how to describe it. I think it, the honestly the reason is is because like I used to believe, and then as like a kid, because oh. you know as a kid that like you know if you're raised that way, what do you know? And then you start asking questions because you're curious, and they're like, well, you don't ask about that. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you mean? No, don't ask. So what? Wrong. What age did you become like disenfranchised? You, you hop off the boat. Yeah, I, I stopped. I stopped drinking the juice when I was like 12, 11. I was like, Jesus and Santa, yeah. Yeah. I'd rather believe in Santa. The Santa thing, a friend just asked me the other day on the phone about that. Like, would I raise children to believe in Santa? And I know that that's, a lot of people feel like that's a communal understanding. Like the parents parents get together and it's like, hey, are you teaching your kid about Santa? Like, because I'm about to do that. And yeah, I can't like you have, can't have kid, you fucking this up. Like, yeah, I can't have your kid coming over here telling my kid this shit ain't real. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting. But you're not even having any kid, which I don't know why. I mean, that bothers me. <laughs> you sh- said you shouldn't would, bother you. You said you wouldn't have a kid because you would find it selfish. Like, oh, I'm having this kid for me. Right? So just do it for me then. Like, oh, I'm having this kid for Mark. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was about to say, like, where is this? Like, where is this headed? No, yeah, yeah no, it's just, yeah, there's, there's, there are enough, there are enough people having kids. I, you guys don't need mine. I think you would have a great one. Uh, I would like to think that I would yeah. try to do my my best in whatever it is that means. Yeah. You know, trying to give enough guidance, but also enough leeway for them to figure things out on their own and be their own person. And pay attention to what their natural interests are so that they can do more of those things and give them the opportunity and understanding that they can that they can do things in life that they really enjoy and love doing. I was say, there's a lot of people out there having kids, but they're having kids that come out like me. Like, we need someone competent. We need we need someone. Yeah, sometimes you know there there are people having kids, and you're just like, "Fuck, man!" Like people have to get driver's licenses to get in cars, but like any old body can have a kid. That is crazy. <laughs> Fuck, man! It's like you're having a kid. Shit. Yeah. <sighs> you're having another one. Ooh. Yeah. 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 It'd be like that, but you know, what do you? What do you? Yeah. I was going to say, what are you going to do? But some people are doing some shit about that. Kind of crazy. I heard about this, this Kate Cox lady down in Dallas, Texas. That So Texas, their abortion laws are very stringent mm-hmm. these days. Mm-hmm. And you have to go to the court to you know, get an appeal for any reasons. And they said that they would give appeals you know if it like made sense medically speaking and whatever else is on their you know list of qualifications and then this lady came it was like she has some or i think the baby has uh some sickness that usually very very high percentage results in like the death or like use like a miscarriage or a um what's the uh a stillbirth and she went to the court and was like listen i baby has this thing it's going to result in a miscarriage or a stillbirth and they were like yep go ahead and experience that that's wild yeah that's that's, that's wild yeah so that's that's pretty fucking yeah wild yeah i, I mean you know men are out here dictating abortion laws you know how it be yeah it's been wild yeah yeah, I'm not. Gonna, I I don't. I don't. You don't weigh in or politics or nothing. Neither do I. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I anything. stay blissfully, blissfully ignorant. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know what's going on in Palestine. I didn't read one thing. I watched a podcast mm-hmm. on it because mm. it's like the one thing I did feel personally like <clears throat> invested in was like the Russia Ukraine thing because all my family's in Russia. Like I was the first person in my family born here, so I was like, oh wait, this is something that involves me. <laughs> Okay. Um, And even then, it was just like, wait, what the fuck am I going to do about this? (laughs) Nothing. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, people are not, you know, a lot of people, they choose their side and maybe they put out some tweets. Or or they put up a flag. They'll put up a flag, maybe. Um, But it's like... I've, I've thought about that often because... You know, I, I like donating and shit. Okay, like that hopefully does something. Even yeah. Then you don't even really know. You don't. You, know, you, just, you just got to like think that it does. Yeah, I feel like that's more just like when, for peace of mind. When like, it comes I, to I help the Ukrainians. I, I donate a hundred bucks. Yeah. But you don't know if that hundred bucks is. When people talk about wanting to be informed on, you know, global news, 
what's going on. They say it's good to know. It's, it's good to know what's going on, and uh, I just I just question that. Like, well, all right, it, like, it, but is it, is it good to know everything? Like, how much? How how much is the right amount? Like, what do you like, what do you mean? That's what I'm saying. Like the 1400s, like peasants, like they didn't know what was happening in China. They didn't. Simpler and no, like no, I do enjoy a simple life. Mm-hmm. I, I try to, I try to live that, yeah. you know, as much as I can uh, right now. I just feel like a lot of people also like they like villainize you for not knowing what's going on. They're like, "What's your opinion?" It's like, "What's your side?" And it's like, if you say something wrong, <laughs> you don't say anything wrong. Yeah, that's that's okay. That. People want to believe that they're on the right side of things. People want to believe that, you know, just they're they're making the right move. They're making the ethical, moral stand. They're taking the high ground, you know, that you ought to know something about stuff and that not knowing it is very irresponsible of you. And it is, it, it is, it is what it is, man. It's, 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 it's all right. You know, it's like, The right amount of things is interesting because one philosophy that is fascinating to me is just when they when the Chinese touched on or the Buddhists touched on the yin and yang, when balance came about, whoever first was just like, hmm, it really seems like balance you're like who even fucking said that word like how did they first conceptualize of like i feel like there needs to be a little bit of this if we're also going to do this thing mm-hmm. like we have to figure out a way of like oh you were doing ah, it, like who came up with that idea i think it was goldilocks oh <laughs> it didn't work out very well didn't she die in that no i thought the bears were chill I, f- I think there are two stories. I think oh, that there's like I think that there's like a the chill, like the cold. yeah like the child's version of that story, mm. and then like an older, darker version of that story. Oh yeah, yeah, where Goldilocks dies. Yeah, yeah, oh, for man. yeah for being a fucking bear's house eating its food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the the whole like moral is don't. Just be pulling up wherever you feel like you want to and doing what you want to. I think that's like the real more. I don't know. I'm, I may also just be making this up from a dark part of my brain. Yeah. No, speaking of meaning behind words, though. Oh, you're this is actually No, no, no. This is actually involved. Like names. Like, do you think like a Brian is going to be like, yeah, like, that's a Brian. You're an Earl. Are you an Earl? I. Some people try and study that shit. Yeah. It's like a real thing. I forget um, the name of it. It may just be like a, a zeitgeist pull that happens where we start to. I don't know what that word means. Like, um, <laughs> what's another way of putting zeitgeist? Like a, like a sort of paradigm. Like, a, like we, like the spirit of the age. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think sure. zeitgeist is Russian, by the way. This is a Russian word. Actually? I think so. Hmm. Um, I believe so. I that a German. Like I wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry about the war. But yeah, the, 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 the spirit of the age. So it may just be that we look at Karen as like a type of thing. And maybe you start to adopt Karen-like qualities. I don't know if there are not enough Earls, I think, for people to really do that one. You know? 
That's, yeah. Like, I think it has to be a name that's a bit more ubiquitous in order to try to gather that data from that pool and be like, oh, they're roughly like this. I feel like most Johns I know, I'm like, yeah, John. <laughs> Just like a regular ass Regular dude. John. I've never met like many Johns. And it's I'm like, like real impressive. Like, yeah. whoa. You ever talk to John? John is fucking Bill. Bill's yeah. out here. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's I don't know if that's real at all. I I don't I don't think I don't know if that's like if they're just Johns or just plain, or if you just assume that John is plain because his name is John because his name is John. Yeah. Same with Ann and Jessica and Ashley and Bill. Like I'm certain there are a lot of really cool. Ones of all those people, like Bill Hader, yeah. but the but the right exactly, but the Bill Gates, but the the too much like this is one that I got for you, um, because I don't know if people have ever told you that you think too much or too little, uh, but I'll, definitely too much. I've been told my my whole life that I think too much, right? Me as myself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what I will say is that my thinking has often solved a lot of issues and in, in been able to kind of foresee things and mitigate the percentage of that going terribly. Right. So no, no not for you. See, no, no. okay. Hey, see, see, so for the, the overthinking things, sometimes it seems like if a concept is outside the realm of someone else's thinking, they might say you're overthinking that. But for you, it's just it's just thinking about something. And you're like, well, what's your level of thinking about this thing? It's bad. You, you know what I'm saying? Like if you if, if you have to do something or orchestrate an event and I'm like, well, how are you going to do that? And he's like, well, I don't know. Overthink it now. I'm just like, well. Well, you have to orchestrate an event and you're getting 100 people together. How are you going to do? Oh, no, I don't want to overthink it. It'll, You know what I'm saying? Like, clearly that is ridiculous. Yeah. Anyone listening is going to be like, well, no, you have to think about that. Well, for me, that kind of comes in a lot of ways. So when people tell me that they're about to, like, do something or like a moment. Like, for instance, a friend of mine recently told me that their niece has been having a rough go of it in their uh, in their life, they're like the, the niece is 13 years old uh, and or maybe it's a, a cousin. I'm sorry, a cousin that's like 13 years old. Parents are split. They're kind of like being they're in a they're teenager, you know, so they're blossoming and they're starting to call their parents whores and bitches. And, you know, they're starting to rebel. Classic. They're starting to rebel and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted this person, my friend. To go and have like a little date with this this young person and, and talk to him, right? And I was like, okay, what's the intention? Like, what are you, what are you going to do? I'm, I'm not saying I'm lit. I'm just asking questions. Mm-hmm. Like, are you are you going in as a spy? Is this espionage? Are you going in? to like extract information about how this little person is doing and how they're conceptualizing the divorce and these other things. So you can relay the information back to the, the parents or are you there just to be cool and like hang out with them? Cause you think that would be therapeutic or are you like, what are you, like, what are you going there? Are you going there to try to fix her? Like what, like what is happening here? And she was like, Oh, I don't, I don't even know. Like, 
the parent, like we didn't, I didn't get this far in the conversation with the parent. The parents were just like, oh yeah, it'd be really good if you went and, you know, could speak with her. And like, that was as far as it went. She was like, okay, cool. Like I can do that. And I just asked some follow-up questions and she was like, I, we, no one had any answers for any of these questions. Like no one, this was not brought up in the conversation. I don't really know what the intention is. I don't really know what's expected of me. I don't even know what I'm expect. I don't know what the, what, what's happening. And I was like, okay. I just thought I'd ask because I felt like maybe I was missing a piece of the, of the puzzle that everyone else maybe had or something, something like that. Something's missing there for sure. You know, I just yeah. wanted to know. But for but for an instance, that friend was like there was some resistance in me asking those questions. You're like, well, what, what do you mean? I'm just gonna I'm gonna talk to it, and you know, and it's gonna be all right. And I'm like, what do you mean? What's gonna be all right? Like, what? I'm just like, what is? Why are you doing this? I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it. I just want to know like what is happening here. And that could be seen as overthinking something. But I'm just to me, I'm just thinking about the situation that the person is going into. And I think often people don't think about situations that they're going into. And then when things just start falling apart, they're like, oh shit, oh, I didn't see this coming. Oh, I didn't see this coming. But there's clearly a line where you can overthink the future possibilities. And so the the question is like, where is that line? Where's that fine line of just critically analyzing a situation mm-hmm. and like wanting to understand it? And then overthinking. Yeah, definitely overthink. Yeah. I mean, I <clears throat> sometimes I, I, I like pre-plan conversations. Mm, I've heard like, of this. Yeah. Like, I feel like I know people well enough. Like, I feel like they, there's a lot of patterns. So like, you know, like I, I can kind of guess what they're going to say and then I'll, I'll respond. And like the cult leader thing, I planned that in the car right over here. Yeah. You know All what right. I mean? Yeah. How'd it go? Pretty close. It went pretty well. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. You deflected it. You're like, oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. But like, or like anytime there's like a big decision, you know, try to think of like every possible contingency. Mm. Like sometimes you just got to live. Like you yeah. just got to, yeah, just got to get out there. You, yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's a, there's an art to when we were talking about the figure ice skating through situations, there's an art to allowing things to happen as they happen in rolling with them. Cause that's really life yeah. um, as opposed to trying to pre-plan everything. And say, like, Oh, it's going to go just like this. And that, 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 that's kind of why I wanted to ask you about dating earlier. Cause I know for dating for a lot of people, it's, I love seeing people. That is one thing about serving. That's awesome. Oh, you got people on dates. Oh, I love it. Dude. There's just one guy, by the way, that uh, I've had him a couple times, like three or four times, different girl every time, but he always gets himself and the girl, the same food. <laughs> Because he orders for her. <laughs> I've heard a lot of women like that. I, I think it's weird. When, when, when guys do that, it's just like, I think it's so weird. Hmm, I'll have this and she'll, you know what? She'll have a glass of the Chardonnay and uh, let's get her the, the wood grilled chicken. I mean, yeah. that, that, that sounds it's like, mm, controlling. I know, but some women like it. It's, I, I, it's yeah, so I knew some who did and some who didn't. I, I, I definitely veer towards like, yeah, your own person. Like you have choices here. Yeah. And then it's like there yeah. there's a very weird line. Now we're talking about weird shit. You know me, a, I love weird there's shit. There's a very weird line between like control 
possession, obsession, lust, and love yeah. for for women. You got a lot more experience than me. So. It's just, it's just, it's just weird. Like I find it very weird that women, you know, found themselves at a. Uh, Ted Bundy's court cases cheering for him like we love you Ted we love you like just knowing that there's this guy that's being tried for killing so many women yeah. and and but he's all charismatic and funny and handsome so he has all these women like it, it, cheering for him like it's a basketball game like they're in the courtroom they don't know this guy but they're in there like cheering you know and and that women love True crime. They they love these these thriller podcasts about about murderers and then the show the, too, then yeah. the show you came out oh, with, with this guy Joe that's an obsessive and mm -hmm. kills people for these women and like women find themselves drawn to this and some women I'd spoke to liked Joe as a character and they're just like oh he's just misunderstood like he just really loves her but if but you know if we could just fix him we could just tweak a couple of things like he'd be the best guy so it's something like. Like there's something about I haven't think this when it comes to to be candid, like choking in bondage. Like like there's yeah, so like yeah. women love weird shit like there. being wrestled down and like manhandled. You know what I mean? Like it's something very, very close to some other shit that is terrible. You know what I mean? So it's like there's this very, very weird line, yeah, you know, yeah. playing in these in these fields. It's something it's 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 something weird it's, yeah it's it's like i don't i don't want to spit on anyone like i just want like a hug maybe you know what i mean like i so let's just want, relax right people now, want you, they want you to spit on them. yeah like how about unconditional love let's get you on know? that yeah. yeah yeah love me mm -hmm. whether i have spit on my face or not <laughs> yeah. you know yeah yeah some people just it's it's very interesting so yeah some people love it when when you when you're jealous, yeah. you know, some people like when, when you're jealous or something, cause they're like, Oh, he really loves me. Like he wants me to himself. It, it's, there's just like this, there's just like this fine line where like right over top where you're just like, you can't have any friends or see your family anymore. Where like, it's like, Oh, we, you know what I mean? Family's okay. Yeah. But, but you know, the whole ordering out, just like, nah, I'll get the order. She, she'll have this and she, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know what to say about it, man. It's just some, it's just some very, very, very weird lines between stuff. Sometimes they just like blur into one another. I think that's why people don't, like when you, you find yourself in some toxic ass relationship, a lot yeah. of, a yeah. lot of the times what I hear from people when they're speaking to me about their toxic ass relationship is, there are these, you know, like the silver lining. They're like these parts between the clouds where they see this person be a beautiful person and they've yeah. done something really, really nice or they're like really impressive in some other way. And they just like, oh, if we could just part these clouds, like if I could just get the rest of this shit out the way, like it would just be just beaming sunlight. And so you kind of stay there waiting for those clouds to part. And they just, the, the clouds just, they don't part. They just keep getting darker and raining and thunderstorming. I mean, I definitely just love crazy women. I'm not going to lie. There's it's, a, it's like a masochist part of me, I think. You just like the destruction? Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, you know what? See, that's that creative. That's that poet. See, and that, see, that's that poet fucking life. Because how many fucking poets just were just trying their damnedest to mm. fuck life up for themselves yeah. so yeah. that they could call the muse to them and write about it in the next great poem? I should have been writing the whole time. You probably should. You can you can. You know, harken back, <laughs> bring up those emotions and write yeah. something out of it. You Let's go to the next psych ward, Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. 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 But no, nah, no, nah, not again. I got to, I got to calm the soul a little bit. I think I realize yeah, I don't even care about. You're young. Something about the young, the young adventurous life. Yeah. You're running around like you don't want to put it down yet. You know? No, I'm, I'm ready to settle. Oh, you're ready. Like I said, I'm pushing 30. Yeah. <laughs> Pushing 30. I get it. I want to be young and run around and just like, mm, she seems dangerous. Mm-hmm. Seems like I, I don't quite know yeah. what she may do. She seems like she might kill me. I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. She could beat the shit out of me. Mm. That's awesome. <laughs> you, like, you like a woman that's stronger than you? Sure. I mean, I don't really. There's like built? Yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, I don't think I really have like a type. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I think at this point, like if they're just like nice. Somewhat, I'm cool with it. Yeah, uh, live would be also nice. Yes, yes. That's about it, man. Yes. Yeah. No necrophilia for you. No. That's a wild thing. That is a wild thing. That's People legitimately thing. like that's like real. Dude, I mean, you got to go on the Reddit. There's some weird stuff. There's I don't. Yeah. Yeah. For everything, there's everything. Yeah. You heard of war? War. Yeah, it's a gore with a V. No. Ah. Uh, Man, you, there's a whole world out there you don't even know about. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's it's like wanting to get consumed, like whole. But not cannibalism, like literally, like swallowed whole, like a like a snake with a mouse. That oh, that's what it's. Yep. Oh. Mm-hmm. By anything in particular, by like, by like a woman or a man, like that's like the. Oh, you do and apparently it. they get some gratif- like gratification out of it. Oh, to be swallowed up whole. Hmm. 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 Weird stuff out there. And so you just talk to them about it? Like, you just, like, how did, how, how does, did how I does find, one, Oh, no, no, no. Well, I swear does, I'm not in the void. Well, no, well, how does one achieve that? Like, how do you, oh, no, how it's do like you practice fictional. Vo- yeah, I know, but like, are you just like typing it? Like, yeah, or you just like art. Art yeah. of just like being inside of yeah. someone. Like, or like oh. a picture of like someone with like a big fucking belly. Like, oh, you're just like, you're in there. Oh, yeah. yes, I'm in there. <laughs> like, that's, I'm trying to, yeah. trying to get it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in that big belly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Vor. Yeah, man. The whole world out there. Yeah. This yeah. whole, uh, the guy was uh, on episode 200. His name is Chris Sluggo. Hey, Sluggo is a nickname. Okay. He got after beating somebody up pretty badly in a in an MMA fight. Oh, um, shit. But we talked about sort of OnlyFans world and the things that just, just the worlds that are available and the people that are making money off of this. And I heard that there's some really cool thing where if you're like video chatting with your favorite woman, mm-hmm. like sometimes they'll, they'll, sh- or there's at least some ladies out there do this. They'll, they'll shrink you down to a little mini size. So like you can see your little mini picture and they'll pick you up <laughs> and like put you in there and they'll put you in their pocket or they'll like eat you on yeah. camera. Yeah. Yeah. And then like guys just go crazy yeah, for that. There's like a size thing. Yeah. Where it's like a huge, like disproportionately like gigantic woman, mm. like a giant. 
Yeah. I wonder where all these It's weird. Yeah, that's some like Freudian come from. Yeah. Some Freudian type shit. I also know there's some people out there who just watch like gore videos. Like I got a friend who sometimes goes on to called like bestgore.com. <laughs> That's oh, and I'm like, what amusement are you getting out of this? Like, like what type of gore? Like some no, saw shit. Like, like people yeah, just like, like literally because you know, like like cartels, like they record themselves, like you know, fucking decapitating a guy mm. or like oh, so this is like cam real, footage. yes, real like security cam footage of someone getting like hit by a train and they fucking splatter wow. a guy like mutilating himself for whatever reason. Some crazy dude, wow. like. There's some whack shit. And, and it's posted. I on suppose, there. I guess, and yeah. people just like to watch. It. And I'm like, this makes me so viscerally uncomfortable. Like, how? Why are you watching this? Mm. I guess it's like addicting. I don't. I don't know. Uh, like, I could only get one or two beheadings in, and I'm I'm out of here. Mm. And I was like, I saw it. I tried. I wonder how desensitizing that is. And the train one was kind of funny. I guess just a split. Just it, it just, must just like, be like, like an explosion. Just, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Weird stuff out there. That's kind of like splitting wood. I'm not sure I see the correlation. Well, I did when I first started splitting wood, I didn't know exactly what it was I was doing. And without researching it, I like started to learn what splitting wood was. Mm -hmm. So when you come down with an axe on a piece of wood, you're not really trying to like a ninja slice through the entire piece of wood with yeah, the you axe. Like hack at it. Well, no, that's no? that's like chopping wood. So there's oh. chopping wood and splitting wood. I see, I'm not a man. I wouldn't know. So I've already received the pieces that someone with a chainsaw with an axe sat around like hacking at. More so with a chainsaw because these are big ass pieces. And then I sit it upright and I just split the wood that's already chopped into smaller pieces. Yeah, it works. Um, but what you're doing when you're splitting wood is you're getting an axe into the wood clearly with the wedge. And you're coming down with such a force that sends a fissure into it that then explodes the wood in a sense. It's really not you slicing through it. You're hitting it. You're getting into it with a certain force that then just and it just mm -hmm. sometimes you'll hit a, a piece of wood and you'll see it like shoot outwards. And you're like, why the fuck did that happen? And then you can start to see it happen if you ever hit a piece of wood and you don't cut it clean the first time. You'll hit it and you'll see the fissure go down the piece of wood. And you're like, oh, that's what I'm aiming to do is come down at the right angle, hit it with enough force to kind of explode the piece of wood more than anything, which is why like uh, technique is very important when you're doing it. Good segue from trains to splitting wood. No, but that, but, but that is <laughs> insane though. Like they just, I mean, they, maybe it's some sort of, interest in just how vulnerable we are like that it really is just you have all this consciousness and we have all these conversations and we think that we're like this being that is just highly intelligent but we we have these bodies that are just so vulnerable to just and it can just explode you know like it can like that can really happen to you anytime i ever hit my knee on some shit I'm just like, oh my God, this hurts so bad. But you don't complain. Like it's <laughs> like this is terrible. That's all it takes, huh? 
it just just hit my knee on something like getting in the car on like the center console. Oh, and I'm just real. sitting there yeah. for the next 20 seconds, just rubbing my knee. Like this is all it takes. This is all it takes. And then everything in the world is shrunken down to just my knee. Nothing else in the world matters but my knee yeah, right now. You're just shrunken down and a big woman picks you up. Yeah. 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 Speaking of trains and locomotion, this is kind of relevant again. Dream vacation spot. Where you want to go? Um, you got Maui. A dream vacation spot. I don't, I haven't thought about this. I don't think about traveling. Really? You like being here, <laughs> here in Earl's world. <laughs> um, I, I do a, a fairly decent job with being present. One of us, and so yeah. So so when you, so when you're just like here, you're you're just not thinking about other places. You know, like when you're not comparing the life that you're currently actually living with a hypothetical life Mm -hmm. that you feel like you should have, or you ought have, or maybe you will have somewhere down the line. Like you're you're just here. This is then. This is all your really thinking about you know it's sort of like if i like if i it's sort of like that pain thing i just told you if i just reached across and just punched you in the face there's only a i could like it there's only a set amount of things though that you're going to be thinking about in that moment yeah it it might be like i might have now i have to fight earl i could never like on this recording you know or like wow my jaw really hurts right now like there's only gonna be like a a small amount of things that you think about you're not going to be thinking about like what am I going to eat later? Like, what's the next job opportunity that I, you know I'm going to come across? Like, so it's just when you when you sort of shrink down the things that you're thinking about, as you're talking about this, the simple peasants. Like, there's just a lot that you're not thinking about. You're trying to be free in the ocean. I think I've just kind of found some semblance of that. So there's a lot of other shit I don't think about because because uh, it's. Like I'm, I'm outside picking up twigs, dude. Like that's what I was. That's what I was thinking about. I was thinking about picking up twigs. I was like, yeah. man, I need some more tinder for this fire. I should go pick up those twigs outside that I see outside the window. So then I did that. All right, but like grilled cheese perspective here. Yeah, I just like you know I just want to like see the pyramids because I feel like that'd be sick. Yeah, you don't have anything that like you don't want to be like, hey Stonehenge, you're like what's up? Um, like you don't find that like cool. Yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be probably. Like, cool hey, I'm in, I'm, I'm in Dubai. Like, look, look. I don't know too much about Dubai. I hear people say that name a lot. I don't know what's it's going like a, on. It's like a rich there. ass city out in the United Arab Emirates. Yeah, okay, but like, like still, like you know what I mean? Like, um, I like your log cabin thing. Like wherever there's just like a nice peaceful forest area, area yeah. wherever oh. wherever that's at. So you don't have like the will to like go out and explore. No. Oh. No. No, not much. Oh, all right. Yeah. I've always been quite the explorer, like the internal explorer. Uh-huh. I've always enjoyed exploring the, the contents of consciousness, though, which is where all the, the you know, LSD and shrooms and, and weed and coke and Adderall yeah. and stuff came in meditation. and Just from like my baby edible experience, I would be terrible, I think, on anything else. 
Mm. Yeah, I feel like that would not be. You good think now me. you might have like a psychotic break of sorts if you did something extremely? I don't think it's exactly how it works, but I probably, I maybe, maybe. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if I'm like predisposed. It might be. To- yeah, it might be easier for you to just kind of like let go because that's kind of the concept. Maybe, is yeah. is to like let go and just allow. Okay, so that'd be my comedy bit. It's like, hey guys, just to let you know before I start off, I'm on like five grams of mushrooms, dude. So <laughs> let's go. Have you have you ever watched the show Kill Tony? It's like a YouTube. No, you told me about it. It's a YouTube. I've thing. told yeah, you about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's a comedy show that takes place in Joe Rogan's club now down in Austin. And there, there are a ton of comics that go on there. It, and some of them are really, really good. And a lot of them are amateurs. And it's the very first time doing it. And you'd be surprised how many people go up on shrooms. It's very fascinating. Like, and they'll, they'll say it, or maybe during the interview part after they're set, they'll talk about it. Shrooms doesn't seem to be <laughs> the way to go. It doesn't seem like it really it helps help with them. people's articulation and stuff. Yeah, like things get a little like, wonky. And so like the way that you're piecing together words and you, the way you think you're coming off is just not the way people are hearing you. Yeah, I feel like to be like a like a comic, like you would need like a lot of like you know smarts up there that I feel like a drug would not help. It it may help in the process, like of like going out and living. Yeah, but not in the act of doing. Maybe like Adderall thing. would help to like you know deliver something. May may maybe maybe um, even not because Adderall may make you too structured. That's true. Where there may need, where you're doing something that needs looseness yeah. to it. You know, there's yeah. nothing wrong with doing it sober. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. possibly maybe I could see also just having a drink or two. I was thinking about doing like, that for this. Just I didn't loosen know if it I needed a, oh, like needed a, a sedative. Soda. Yeah. I, yeah. I should have asked you if you wanted something. I could have, I could have cooled that for you. Maybe next time yeah. you come on. What do you mean next I'll, time? <laughs> I'll, ha- I'll have that. I'll have that ready for you. What's oh, your yeah. thing? What's your drink? My drink of choice? Yeah. Uh, all right. Gin and tonic. Okay. Whiskey sour. Okay. Rum and Coke. Oh, anything. Liquor. Yeah. Not beers. Okay. Or wine. Uh, white if I'm feeling trashy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Possibly horny. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> A little <laughs> Chardonnay if you're feeling frisky. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Oh, dude. But Liquor. like fucking... Soju, have you had it? Soju. If you go to is Korean, that if you go to Korean barbecue? I oh, it's a it's a sake. Uh, kind of. It's a it's it's not a rice wine. I, I believe it's like a rice liquor mm. or something like that. Something I don't know. Soju. It's definitely stronger than sake. The, okay, I think I may have had that. Oh, it's awesome because it's real cheap at the liquor store and it doesn't taste that bad and oh, mm. oh stimulates the senses. Five good. Does it stimulate the senses? Dulls, dulls. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that yeah. that's what it does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know if this was the kind of thing I would need to drink for. I think I'm glad I didn't. Probably mm. in hindsight. I mean, how do you usually get when you? I mean, it's a it's a social lubricant of sorts. For oh me. yeah, and I need that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I thought you know I'll, for Earl's you'll, world, you'll I'll, just you'll thug it out as yeah, you say. Yeah. Yeah. And because the last time I drank, I did some stupid oh, shit. Yeah, you were just like you woke up, like with your pants off somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So I Ubered in back in a vestibulo. From, yeah, I Ubered back from the from the party, and I was just I was just outside the apartment door and just 
really cold because I took my pants and shirt off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's why, that's really drunk. Yeah, I haven't been that bad in a long time. Usually, my tolerance back at college, because I was drinking, like, you know, a couple times a week, like, I was pretty good. Like, a whole bottle of sake was my pregame. Wow. Yeah. And then, now I only have, like, a couple shots. And mm. Yeah, I also have one kidney, so I have to... You have one kidney? Indeed. Oh, man, I haven't... Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I've been talking too much about myself. I gotta, I gotta get more Earl lore out of this for the autobi... No, for the biography. Yeah. One kidney? How'd you lose a kidney? Born with one. Oh, you didn't get like it stolen in an alley? Nope. They were oh. just like, tell this kid to not do too many contact sports and mm. have him drink a lot of water. Yeah. And that's what I did. Oh, but you still drank with one kidney. I did. <laughs> How was that? Indeed, I did. Yeah. Does that I mean it fucked you up like faster? Uh, no. So no. what what they say is that if you're born with one kidney, your kidney does strengthen and learn how to compensate for the, the lack of the other one. I have some more water for you, sir. Give me a second. Oh, yeah. Oh, is this bathroom break time? Just trying to ration out my water. The last bit of nothing, actually. Yeah. Am I allowed to use the bathroom, actually? Yeah, bathroom Thanks. break. Oh, shit. How long do you do this usually for? Um, they usually <laughs> range anywhere from, like... I think the shortest one I've done has been like an hour. Oh damn! Yeah, I think Ran the, out of shit to talk and about. I think the longest. No, the person just had to go. Oh. And I think the longest one. Uh, there's never. You can't run out of things to talk about. Yeah, life is too big. Yeah. I was gonna say Earl Lore, right? Oh yeah. Okay, so you said you did a lot of like drugs and drank a lot. I, I yeah I drank I drank a lot I mean but it, I was never just like sitting in the house just drinking liquor liquor is what is what that's a lot of what kills people yeah uh, but the thing is usually people do that to like compensate for the lack of joy in their lives yeah but you seem pretty happy mm. so I'm struggling to it was it was a lot of trying to uh so when I was going out and doing it mm. that was. A lot of peer pressure that was just a lot of social pressure and just like that's just what people my age did and so i was just around that just at, at strip clubs like what the fuck are we doing at a strip club like why are we here right now yeah what, what are we doing here yeah i would definitely need to be on drugs to go to one of those yeah um but really experiencing like I just like you were talking about traveling, like I really like the idea of sort of mind sailing. You know, like I've that's I've, sick. That's like, is that it? Did you come up with that? Uh, a friend of mine put me on to psychonauting, and then I had to look that up. Oh, that's a video game series, Psychonaut. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if you got that from that, but anyways, continue. Um, and then and then um, I had to look that up and. I think on Wikipedia or whatever, it was like psychonauts, otherwise known as mind sailors, also was known as blah, blah, blah. And I like liked a mind sailor. Um, but yeah, I've, I've for quite some time, probably since like age 18, 19, for the most part, I started to realize that there was an internal vastness and there were ways to sort of accentuate the vivacity of those, the vividness. And so I would like to indulge in those things that could allow me to navigate those things and travel in there and see like what the fuck was going on. And 
all the different ideas and images and swirling feelings and just contents of that. That shit is, yeah. So it's just. Oh, so you got all the content over here. You don't even need it. That's why. (laughs) I think, but I think people do. though. Like we, we all have a depth to us. It's just people escape from it. Yeah. You know, but yeah, there's, there's, there's a, there's, it's just vast inside. It's, like a, a universe. It's like a like there's an outer space, I believe, in an inner space. Okay, that you came up with. I, I have been the only person I've heard say that, yeah. Okay. You got to coin some of this, I think, for sure. Yeah, so that's how I feel. So when you talk about the traveling thing, it's like, oh, I just travel differently. You travel up here? Yeah. Dude. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. What else do you have up for today aside from Korean barbecue? That's it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back home after this, recharge the social battery. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is a lot of talking. This is the most talking I've done in one day in a long time. Yeah. Um, so oh, wow. Yeah, that's very true. Because I'm just, con- I'm always doing this. Yeah. At work, I, when talk, was the I last... don't count that as like. Nah, we talked about that. That's, yeah. that's just me putting on like a face. Yeah. Just masking. Yeah. <laughs> so when was the last time you would say you sat down and spoke to someone for Two hours and 15 minutes. Well, like, you know, when I play, like, video games with the, with the homies, um, you know what I mean? Like, like we'll over, talk during that. But that's also, like, uh, we're just, like, bullshitting. Yeah. But, like, sit down and talk, talk? Yeah. Oh, too long. Ther- probably therapist? Yeah. Yeah. Like, the last time I talked, like, without, like, a activity or, like, some sort of yes. distraction. Yeah. Yeah, like, just talking? Yeah, probably therapist, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And you do this regularly. Yeah, as much as I can. You don't find it exhausting? Like, no, like I enjoy this, but like I'm, I might need a nap. No, I, no, I feel charged by this. That's wow. I feel charged by this. Mm. Yeah, like when I get in here and, and like we're just in here talking and mm. we just zoned in. I feel very, very high energy. Mm-hmm. So hypothetically, hypothetically, like you were just like locked in a room on your own. Like you couldn't talk to anyone for like a week. Then I would just, then I would meditate and stretch. Oh, okay. But it's not like it would fuck with you. Like, it's not like you would lose all your energy. You know what I mean? Like if you're an extrovert, like I feel like not talking for a while, like they start to get like stressed. I've I've done a really good job of being able to exercise both of those things Mm. very, very well. So I do very well on my own. Oh no. Like, see, like if I'm out there like with people too long, like that's why I used to have like sleepovers as a kid. But now it's like, actually, I want to go back to, <laughs> I want yeah. to go back home. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. No, but I, I do enjoy people. And I, I will say that uh, post-quarantine, when I started to be able to have people come on the podcast and sit with me, I felt like I could just, I could visibly see my mental health get better in the things that I was doing and the way I was interacting. And I definitely felt like I was getting better just just hearing from other people, just sharing, sharing laughs. And cause all of it isn't about education and just like learning shit about other people or learning fun facts from them. There is something to be said about hedonism and just, just pleasure for pleasure's sake, like just having a good time, like, and just, mm-hmm. just the value of just having a good time. Yeah. I got a it, monkey brain like that for sure. I'm cheap thrill all the way. Yeah, I don't. I don't like learning. I feel like I got too much up there. Sometimes I don't. 
Let me just live. You know what I mean? You don't feel like you you learn from like not doing those. So you feel like you can just shut learning off. Sometimes I want to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so you feel like if you're watching It's Sunny in Philadelphia, like mm. you're learning nothing. Yeah, it's awesome. Mm. It's awesome. It's just pure, just like bliss content. I'm just in there. Yeah. Add another Earl, Earl question. Okay. This might be personal. Probably. It's about me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. I meant like yeah. intimate. But not. Whatever. Whatever. All right. Darkest point in Earl's life. What would you say that is? Oh, 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. Wanted to kill myself. I was in, uh, I was in oh, Florida shit. at the time. Well, a lot of whack shit happened in Florida, huh? Yeah, man. So after I stole that woman's car, <laughs> I was, uh, it was probably. Like, I had a feeling it'd be like around there. <laughs> the gut feeling. <laughs> yeah, I was down there. I didn't. So I went down there. Clearly, I, I crashed my car on the way down there. Oh, you didn't hear that part of the story. Anyway, so my dad was in the car. Uh, a storm started as soon as we got into Florida. There was like a, uh, not a pile up, but it was just like a chain reaction crash yeah. in a sense or whatever. And I was a part of that chain reaction. Uh, totaled my car that I just spent like $2,000 fixing to take the drive down there to have a nice car. Um, and so totaled that. And my brother had to drive up like four or five hours from where he was in Florida to pick us up at the top of Florida and then bring us down to his spot. So he did like 10 hours driving that day. My dad left to go on the plane the very first thing in the morning to come back to Virginia. So no car. Next night, steal that woman's car. That was that whole Honestly, story. after that event, like I feel like, yeah, I would de-stress that way too. You know, um, and then... And then a few days after that, I went in for my interview at Panera Bread because I was transferring Panera Breads. And I, I went down there, so I had a job lined up. And I went in there, and I'm talking to this lady. I got my sleeves rolled up the whole time. I'm talking to her. I got a nice little button-up shirt on. I feel like I look handsome and be present- and presentable. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to her. And she talks to me for like 45 minutes while my brother sits in the car waiting on me because he's my ride, clearly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... At the very end, she's like, unfortunately, we don't hire people with tattoos. So um, we're, we're going we're gonna to have to pass on this. And that person that owned that Panera Bread owned every Panera Bread in like a 15-mile radius. So I couldn't get a job at Panera Bread. So then I was just like looking in the job market down there. It was horrible at the time. It was like right after the fucking financial crash. So it was just like it was not the right time for someone with no car to be like just popping up in Florida trying to live an awesome life as a t- newly 21-year-old. Wait, why'd you move, by the way? Because I was trying to live a new life as oh, a 21-year-old. Okay, you know? yeah, yeah. Like my brother was like, man, you got it. He had been down there for a couple of years at this point. He was like, yo, you should come down here and live with me. Like, it'd be awesome. And I was like, oh, shit. The idea of like us living down there in our twenties, like it's gonna be cool, Florida. Ooh, and it was everything but that. I moved away from all my family and friends mm-hmm. down there, crashed my car, stealing cars, lost my job, mm-hmm. and now I was just in the house. And I don't know if you've ever felt the feeling of being a moocher, but it's yeah. for me the worst feeling. So I'm in the house, no job, and I'm just eating the food that my brother is providing in there, just in there. Not paying rent at the time, even though it was seven hundred a month for a two bedroom, two bathroom, which was awesome down in Florida. I at wish, the time. Yeah. yeah. So I was just down there eating food, playing video games, looking for jobs, and I just felt 
I had none, none of my friends, family around. And he was just working and would be off to go visit his girlfriend like a couple hours away, also in Florida. So sometimes he just wouldn't be there for days at a time. And I was just asking myself, like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what am I doing down here? Like this, like this is not at all what the the image was. This was not the dream that I told myself Florida was going to be for me at age twenty one. Like this is this sucks. You know, I haven't been able to find any good weed. They like they all look like dreadlocks that I'm ripping <laughs> apart and trying to stuff in a bowl and smoke. I got a headache every time I smoke, but I'm smoking because I smoke. You know, so it was just like it wasn't it wasn't good at all. Uh, and there was just a time when it was dark, and I was like. I don't know if I want to be here anymore. And then I just started thinking about my little sister and people that would just be absolutely devastated if I just decided to exit. And I was like, I can't do that. Let me just fucking get this job at this shitty ass subway (laughs) and go make these fucking deli sandwiches. What was after subway? Was it Buffalo Wild Wings? It it was, I came back up and it was tropical smoothie up here. And then, oh. and then it was Buffalo Wild Wings. But it changed everything. That whole perspective changed. And this is why I, I tell people when this question comes up of like my last bad day, the last day I conceptualized having a bad day was some sometime in June of 2010 or 11, whatever year that was. Um, was after that, I had my first shroom trip when some some people from from subway was like hey man you want to do shrooms and like that was the bad day or no no it was like the the, all the weeks leading up to that day when they were like oh you want to do shrooms and i was so interested in doing shrooms because i was like i feel like i always looked at as like whatever i was conceptualizing what i was out whatever i was able to access and feel and think about and just experience seemed like a sphere to me and I always felt like there were these things that were just like just tiptoeing right on the outside of it, fucking with me. Just like, you know, there's more, right? Like, you know, there's more there, like there's a higher frequency, like there's more to think about, there's more to feel, there's more to experience. And it's just right on the outside of your consciousness right now. And like I could like feel that. And I'm like, there's more. I'm just like not feeling it. Like I'm not sensing it. It was on the horizon of the mind ocean. I was like, yes. But I was like, but I, I feel like this thing that I've heard about these mushrooms may help me be able to expand that sphere and then swallow up those things that were just on the outside of it. And lo and behold, I took those shrooms. And at first I thought it was fucking bullshit because they were in the car and they were like, oh, I think I'm starting to feel it, man. And I'm like, man, these people are bullshitting. Like this stuff doesn't work. And then by the time we got out of the car at the harbor that they had driven up on, where the sun was coming down and hitting the water and, you know, it just looks like a million billion diamonds on the surface of the ocean, just gleaming, glittering. And I'm just like, oh, I don't want to kill myself anymore. I don't. (laughs) I want to climb trees. And there were these big, huge banyan trees that kids were climbing. and And I just started running up and climbing the trees and touching leaves and rolling around in the grass and talking to strangers. And I was like, oh, my God, this is this is what I've been waiting. I've been waiting to look at life with this sort of vibrancy. Like I knew it was there. And then ever since that moment, like things were never they were never the same for me. I never felt like I experienced a bad day from that moment forward. I was like, that bad shit, that was like, that's not, that's not, 
It's not, I'm not, I'm not capable of that. I, I can understand that there can be, this goes back to our Red Robin conversation, like mm. what we would conceive as unfortunate events. But I just, I, with this perspective that my mind was just waiting to grasp, I just feel very little and very ungrateful to just, to see or to, to complain in light of all that is working for me at all moments in time. Like I'm just, I can, I can get up and like I wake up, smile. First, very first thing I do, <laughs> very first thing I do is I cuddle my lady. That's the very first thing we do. Okay, well, she like, yeah. Before, that before, before anything, every single morning, every single morning we wake up we, we, and we cuddle it out and we just lay there. We may talk for like a minute or so or just make some stupid jokes or tell each other about each other's dreams if they were really cool or something like that. Thanks for rubbing it in. Yeah, get up. be awesome. Get up. Meditate. Ten minutes. Get up. Go start making coffee as she's usually getting ready for work. So then I get her a glass of water. So then by the time coffee's ready, she's usually ready. And we sit down. We have some, like some breakfast, some eggs, you know, smoked salmon, oatmeal with some sliced banana and granola, some blueberries or some shit like that. Maybe throw a couple chocolate chips in that motherfucker. Oh. If I feel crazy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, maybe chop up some avocado, sit there and we talk, have a conversation for like 45 minutes or so before she leaves. Yeah. And then I'm stretching. I'm about to come do a podcast with a guy I think is really cool. You know, I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. You motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I'm burning wood, going out, getting some sticks. Yeah. Like, but I, I have a car to get from places. I have a job. People don't be having jobs. Like, you know what I mean? I have a job that allows me to make very easy, quick money. I get to talk to people, have a good time, enjoy the people that I'm around. I, like I, I have nutritious food. I have supplements. You know, like I saw you, you got yeah. you got, you got supplements. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got clothes, warm place, good warm bed. Like there's no like no one's fighting me. I, I go to the gym, exercise, feel great, sauna, sweat out, feel great. Like like I don't I don't have any issues. I, I don't have any debt. You know, like like I like in light like when you when I start to count the blessings of just just life. I just that weighed towards what? Like, I don't even know. Like, I have to start thinking of hypothetical bad things that like, or just things that my life isn't, but I could, I don't even know why I would do that. Like why I would just sit around and think about what my life isn't. It, it's happened. Don't get me wrong. Like I've, I've definitely thought, Oh, maybe it'd be better if like I was doing this or if I had this, but it don't last for long though. It doesn't last for long. Is, and it's in when those moments come up, they're lasting for shorter and shorter amounts of time. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I just, just genuinely. And that does sound like the ideal morning. Like I feel like I'd be, you know, having a smile on my face too. Yeah, if I had yeah. And I pop up to work on Wednesday, and I'm, you know, and I'm yeah. in there. Yeah. And you and yeah. you and me are looking at me like I'm crazy. You know, what's up with this guy? And he had a great fucking morning. So <laughs> it's very normal. It's very basic. Like it's not like anything crazy going on but it's just like a, it's just like a nice yeah. it's just nice sounds calm it's just calm and it's nice oh, damn. you know so um yeah everything changed since then so there's a little bit of your earl lore for yeah the, moral of the story for the biography do shrooms in florida <laughs> maybe not florida because it, 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 well, yeah and then not and you know and i also don't think it's for everybody 
Yeah. Yeah, that would fuck me up. I could never. No. Ooh. The last thing I need, I think, is to explore my subconscious. Like, I feel like that's, maybe, that's treacherous maybe you, waters. Maybe if you microdosed. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I'm not saying do it. I'm 30, just saying. 30 maybe. days of microdosing. You know what I mean? Just like, just a little, just a little pinch. <laughs> You know, just to feel the, the looseness in the in the body. Maybe, yeah, I could start moving around like you do. You know, we all start dancing for once. Dude, sometimes I think that people being assholes is a lot of just tension in their body. Because, yeah. you know, regardless of this sense of self or not, we are attached to this fucking body. Right. Like we got this thing that's here flapping around as we go through life. And. If you take a muscle, a muscle relaxer or you take some shrooms or you just stretch out for a long time and you feel the the levity that comes with that, you're just like, oh, God, I feel so much better. Like so much like everything is much easier after doing that. So much easier. So I think sometimes relieving that tension will allow you to get into better mental spaces to think about things and to. Yeah, they, do things. I got prescribed anti-anxiety meds like once. I took them once. It was awesome. It was, it, oh, dude, the amount of like tension that I felt like leave my body. Mm. Oh, it was, it was. You beautiful. probably like didn't even know that it was there before until you took yeah. it. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. That's yeah. what it just feels like. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's and then, wonderful. Yeah. I felt like every, everything leave my body. And then I just got immediately got super tired because I feel like I was just carrying all that for so long. Wow. And then I was just like in a really silly, goofy mood. I actually ate peanut butter, but this time happily out of the jar. Nice. <laughs> not crying and not, yeah. not tears falling into the jar as you're scooping it out. And yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. And then I was like in a really good mood. And then I was just super tired though. So I, I, I took a nap for like four hours. And then I never took it again because I was like, well, you're supposed to take it as needed. If I'm sitting there and I'm about to go to class, uh, I, I can't really be doing that. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I just never took it again. Wow. Yeah. And so it was nice though for a second. Yeah. And so there are moments like that where for me drugs have opened up a portal into a way of thinking where I'm like, okay, I understand the feeling and like maybe for some people like myself, you do drugs quite a bit to try to get an understanding of that feeling and see like, okay, can I can I achieve this without the drug? You know, because maybe the drug has some some side effects or some some other things that you don't want to have to deal with, like purchasing them, or maybe it opens up some other doors. Like maybe you like to smoke cigarettes when you do this, or you like to drink when you do this, um, or it makes you tired to continually do this for days on end. So for you, when you think about like what that drug did for you, did 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 it make you curious about achieving that feeling oh, yeah. in, in some other way? Yeah, but I was like, that's going to be like a long road, mm. a lot of effort, mm-hmm. and I'm barely clinging on and just making it through life. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, uh, it would have been cool. We'll be cool. We'll be great. We'll be great, but uh, I'm going to keep thugging it out. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like this also goes back to like the whole like. Oh, you can't have sympathy because, like, it's self-imposed, self-imposed, like, torture. Mm. It's like, yeah, okay. If I really wanted to, I could go out there and therapy, whatever, whatnot, put some effort in. But you, So you, you really believe that if, like, a human being wants to do something, oh, yeah, like, they can do it. Dude, the indomitable human spirit, man. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
Who came up with that? Who? who, who with TikTok. I didn't come up with that. <laughs> the, uh, uh, you say, the indomitable human spirit. Yeah. Human spirit. Yeah. You, you think that goes through anything? Yeah. The, <laughs> no, like, seriously. Yeah. That, that if a human being wants to do something, it enough. It, yeah. it will. It will do it. Yeah. It's like it's like the the happy version of thugging it out. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Why do you believe that? I feel like if you this want, is this like, is sort of like you trying to figure out why you know people believe in a god. I'm trying to figure out like so. Let me ask you: Why do you believe that? Like, why do you have a faith in that? In I, feel that like, I feel like if you have faith in yourself and you you will you can will shit to happen, like through enough persistence, like you can make shit happen if you want. I know. Why do why? you believe that? Why? Yes. It's like. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Know. It's like faith. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. 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 It's, it's interesting. I don't know why you believe that. Um, like, I feel like if you, if you truly want it and you exercise whatever you want, I mean, you're not going to get it right away. Right. But like, if you want it, I feel like somehow, some way, the universe is going to reward you with something. Oh, uh, yeah, it sounds a lot like Christianity. Yeah. No, no, stop it. And, stop some, it. and somehow, some way, God will answer your prayers. But not somehow, some way, like, you did that. I, I know. So, so a lot of the, a lot of the understanding behind the 12-step system I was about to say, just like came, addiction. Yeah. came from that. Now, but with addiction, though, there's an understanding that you yourself are not strong enough and that you have to rely on a higher power of sorts. And it doesn't have to be Jesus Christ. Like a sponsor. But yeah. you do have to believe in that there is something higher than you that you kind of need to dedicate yourself to or devote yourself to. And devoting yourself towards that thing, that being, that idea will allow you to because now you're, you're doing something for something bigger than you. Yeah. Uh, because you doing something for you has just gotten you to where the fuck you are right now. Just like, oh, well, I want this because Earl likes it. <laughs> right. So you just keep doing that thing. Yeah. Uh, it's not until you're like, well, I need to devote myself to something higher than myself. Like, even if that's some idea of a future self, which someone might say is a higher power or a God to them. Right. Because it's something that doesn't exist right now. Um, it's just an idea. It's a hero of sorts. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I've, I've questioned that about people, people's will, because there's, there's willpower, right? The, the, the ability to exercise one's will. And so I got none of that. So yeah. some, yeah, like, so if you just like, don't have willpower, like you can't exercise the will, like everyone can't just get themselves up that's sort of the pull yourself up by your bootstraps type of idea <laughs> just like fucking make it happen get up come on do it you know no i know and, it, and, and i know it ain't perfect yeah, yeah i just i feel like it's like some people especially when you're in a, a extremely depressed or down state it stops you from doing all of the things that would pull you out yeah, I know. Trust me. You know, <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. like it's it's like a weird paradox. It's like you know the things that you ought to be doing, but the state of mind you're in doesn't allow you to exercise those practices. Yeah, yeah that shit is tough, man. Yeah. I just it's just no. Like, I when we speak. talk about some of those people we we're talking about, yeah. and like those deep holes. It's like, man, I 
I don't know what that is like. That shit seems dark. Yeah. Dark. Yeah. So, so yeah, I just, I think a lot of people, they need a community. They need a community. Um, it's like we talked about obesity in America and, and your fat. We, we were talking about fast food and people just oh, going out and getting yeah. McDonald's. Cause we were talking about Meesum <laughs> and her past, her past love for McDonald's, you know, she's recovering. She's a recovering. She's addict. recovering. <laughs> she's doing a good job. Yeah. And my dumb ass is going to take her to red Robin, something adjacent, you know? <laughs> um, but it, <sighs> is it that people are just, lazy and don't want to cook a meal and whatever or is it that they just they're in an environment where this shit is everywhere you cannot drive 20 minutes down a road and not see a checkers a a burger king a taco bell a mcdonald's checkers is amazing their fries are top notch speaking of fries real quick the fries at coastal suck ass yeah, I mean. Anyways, keep. Going. Yeah, I mean, a little. I mean, they're like small. Know. They're not really flavorful. Yeah, people are all about. It's like, what's a good fry? I think a potato wedge is honestly better than a fry. See, so you're about the potato wedges. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't want that big, thick ass fucking finger. You know what I, I mean? Like it, in man. their mouth. <laughs> Some people <laughs> like a little fry. Some people say McDonald's has the best fries. Nah. You know, they're just like, oh, they're just, especially if they're fresh, they come out and they, and they like those long stringy things with just yeah. a ton of salt on them. And I get it like a McDonald's fry, but, it, but a checkers, what's it comparable to a checkers fry that I could get you to understand? Yeah. Oh, have you had a Popeye's fry? Mm, yeah. Okay. How you like Popeye's fries? Yeah. You like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the seasoning, like black pepper yeah, and, yeah, the, and yeah. the salt and they're yeah. crunchy mm. and they're orange for whatever reason. Popeye's? <laughs> yeah. They're like orangish. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Some people like sweet potato fries more than anything. They're looking for a little sweet and and savory, you know? Some people are looking for the the little netted ones. What are those called? Waffle? Waffle. The little waffle fries. Those are okay sometimes. A lot of people like that. A lot of people forego all this and they just want the whole baked potato loaded. Sour cream. That has a time and place. Bacon. That has a time and place. What were you saying before the fries? Um... Yeah, just that people are in environments that are just like non-conducive. You know what it takes to make an enclave of your life, like a a small circle that lives within something like that's the, sort of what I try to build here. So there's this really really great piece of content on Netflix called uh, "Live to 100," and they talk about all the blue zones in in the world, all these places where people are living where they're breaking the boundaries of longevity for humans. They're living to be centennials, right? And not only just centennials, but centennials that can speak to you, that can read, that can get up, go ride horses, you know, tend to their garden, like very, very sharp, vibrant, old people. So they go to these places and try to figure out what the fuck is going on in Okinawa, Japan, or in Ikaria, Greece, or in Lima Luma, I believe it's called California, and there's just all these Sardinia, it, Sardinia, Italy, there's all these different places. Um, oh, Singapore, Singapore is a good one, but diet is, diet is huge. Diet is huge. Okinawa has fallen off and now they're like the, they have like the highest obesity rate in Japan, which is interesting, uh, interesting trajectory. But that's what happens when the huge conglomerates get there 
like the McDonald's and stuff like that, and they start putting up their places. It's just like, ah, I don't want to have the home cooked meals that grandma used to make. Like I want the fucking Big Mac. It's delicious. And they've, they mastered it. They mastered those foods. Eminem McFlurry, two apple pies, tr- a, a fucking quarter pound, double quarter pound, triple quarter pounder. <laughs> it's addicting. I've talked about it before. I want the pounder. When are you guys going to come out with the pounder? <laughs> yeah, Why'd you true. stop with the triple? Give me the pound. Yeah. It's like a lot of places sell a pound burger. Yeah. Damn. But yeah, it's, it's just tough. People don't just have the willpower to just live outside of their environment. Like you, people are going to be products of their environment for the most part. Like it's very difficult to just. To to just hang around drug dealers, but you're a doctor. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of that's kind of the way it works. It's like, who are you surrounding yourself with? What are you around every day? What content are you intaking every day? None. And then it's like, oh, that makes sense. Now I know why you think the way you do and why you do X, Y and Z and roughly how you why you navigate the way you do. Like, that's it's pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's one lesson definitely take away from all this. This 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 episode of Earl's Earl's World. <clears throat> I didn't realize how similar we were in terms of like life path. Yeah. Yeah. It just like your story of like wanting to off yourself and then you're like, hey, I got a little sister. I was like, damn, that shit resonated. Yeah. Yeah. Like verbatim. Yeah. Yeah. Minus the whole shroom bit. I didn't, yeah. I didn't do that. Yeah. I didn't do that. But I was like, damn. Uh, yeah. yeah. Love you, little sister. Yeah. You're looking at I mean, her you were like, talking about that little thing she made. I mean, my sister's 10. So, I mean, the artistic ability is that's good. great for a 10 year old. Great. But I'm not hanging it on my wall, probably. Yeah. No. I used to use everything my little sister would make me. She made me a duct tape wallet. I, I used that shit till it tore apart. Everything she's ever made me. She's knitted me some scarves. Everything she's made me, I've used. Yeah, I mean, I keep it, like, all, but I'm, like, yeah, I feel bad, but. Yeah. Yeah. I also don't, you know, I've also been the person to to wrap my vans that were coming apart up in duct tape to keep them together and things of that nature. So, again, that, that minimalism is uh, yeah. it's buoyant. In, what did you do with all the life. money you had from the from the salamander? What if I, you live minimalistically? Because you said you made like a oh, lot more there, right? Oh, I just, dude, just same same lifestyle for the most part, except for blowing a lot of money in Maui. <laughs> we spent so much money, dude. All that money for my mom dying, and tons. Of, we spent like ten thousand dollars in Maui. I haven't even had ten thousand dollars ever. Like, yeah, it was, I don't think I've even made ten thousand. <laughs> Shut up! I honestly probably haven't. What? In total, been made ten thousand no, dollars. probably have. in your whole life of working. I probably have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how long have you been working? Like three years. Yeah, but usually, you've made ten thousand dollars in three years. But usually, I only work in the summers. This is the oh, first time I've not. Maybe worked. not. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, we spent a lot of money on oh. it, but it was. I would. It was so. I'm moving it was such a, it was such an impromptu move because we were thinking about just 
just kind of getting in a car and traveling through the states, just kind of driving around. Road trip sounds awesome. Yeah, just going, you know, hitting a few places we wanted to, but just driving around. I thought you didn't want to travel, though. I'm so confused now. So, so the way this happened was the resort was shutting down for two weeks because, for renovations. Mm-hmm. And we were also going to get paid, you know, like our, what do you call it? Like paid vacation. So we were like, oh, fuck it. Like we should, let's, and my mom had passed and we got that money. So I was like, let's, like, what do you want to do with this? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, let's, let's go somewhere. Like, let's go check something out. So in that instance, cause I, I'm not going to buy like a thing with that money, you know? So I was like, let's, let's go experience something. Um, so the, so the thing is, is I guess the, the question you're asking, if, I, if like I just had an exorbitant amount of money, it would be more traveling than purchasing items. I just don't have places on my mind because I don't think about where I'd want to go. I'd just be like, I guess I'd just look something up. It'd be like fucking maybe throw a dart at a map and then look up that place and make sure there's not a war or some shit, you know, some crazy shit going on there and be like, yeah, let's go there. It wouldn't really matter too, too much. Um, so yeah, the, the, the resort was shutting down for two weeks. And so we were like, oh, you know, maybe we can, we can take like a little two week trip around and hit a few places. Then, then they told us that we were going to have to stay around because they were going to be putting us through some trainings and some cleanings during that two weeks. So they could still kind of get a little bit of work out of us in a sense. So we're like, damn, now we can't go on a trip. We were like, no, fuck that. We still have vacation hours. So what we decided to do was take those two weeks where we were pretty much off of work, but had to go in for some trainings. And when I say trainings, I mean like Hennessy training where we go in and we drink a bunch of different cognacs and wines and stuff like that and swirl it around and talk about it and eat food and stuff like that. Like that was training over there. Some good um, training. Yeah. And so we had those two Poor weeks you. off of work. And then we scheduled our vacation to start the day that it opened back up for another two weeks. So for a month, I did not work this year. Oh, sounds amazing. Uh, yeah. So, so we, we went and it was, uh, so because of that change in that small amount of time from going on a road trip to like, maybe let's do something else. Like she was just kind of like looking up like, Oh, you want to go here? You want to go here? You want to go here? And we just landed on Maui. And then I think we purchased tickets like in the next couple of days. And then a few days after that, we went to Maui. So like we made that decision just on the fly and just took that fucking 14 hour flight out there. You just meditated the whole time, didn't you? I was knocked out. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I was knocked out. Little sleep pillow for your neck, but it was a cool gel one. So, oh. it was, so it was, yeah, exactly. I had a little blanket and I had some headphones that had uh, like a, a, noise a speaker, a speaker oh. inside of it. So I could like listen to some classical tunes while I had on like these, these little, well, I mean, wait a minute, sp- uh, headphones with speakers. That's stupid. Like they all do. Wait. Yeah, so, so what was I wearing? Oh, I'm sorry. It was an eye mask, like a nightshade mask, mm. whatever you call that. Nightshade's yeah. a plant, so I'm just yeah. saying a bunch of words right now. No, but, you're good. but yeah, but an eye mask, that's what you call them? I think so. Okay, yeah. If anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It was an eye mask with a speaker inside of it. So shut it down. I was out whole way there, and when we came back, 
I'll, I can't sleep on a plane. Oh my god! I never had prior, but with these, with the combination of these <laughs> items that I had never used before, it was amazing. So yeah, we we spent a lot of money. Okay, right, a lot of for I, a month. I can kind of see why ten thousand dollars flew out. Well, it was it was really just two weeks for the Maui thing. Oh, okay. Never but just, just a lot of acai bowls. Yeah. You know, renting mopeds and you know flying around through the islands and just. Gorgeous, gorgeous place called Waycoco that was on the beach. It was a beautiful restaurant, like like beachfront restaurant. You sit there and we watched it as the sun went down. That sounds like a good place to take the Florida shrooms. Oh. Did you? The Florida shrooms. Yeah. The Florida shrooms in Maui. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh no, no shrooms. We oh. we we were high there the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah it was uh yeah, it was beautiful. Damn. It was beautiful. All right, but thank you for, uh, yeah. you know, exhausting your entire social battery to be here and doing this with me today. Yeah, man. yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you for having me in Earl's World. Now on, a, uh, now, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much easier was it than what you had expected? <sighs> like an 8. Like an 8. An 8. An easiness. Easy. Yeah. An easiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look like at 7.5. See? <laughs> 7.5, 8. Even if we had a 7, that's far better yeah. than what we had expected walking in. I was a little nervous, for sure. See? Yeah, thanks, Earl. Thank yeah, you. absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, thank you for everybody listening. Peace. <laughs> everybody, peace. And a two